started it up, whether we're ready or not. Well, we're all ready, so. We're ready, ready to go. go. <laughs> Alright guys, welcome to episode 6 of the Gold Card Podcast. We are 3 of 4 tonight. Unfortunately, we are without Chris Primetime Chung. I will, you can find all his Twitter information and stuff in the in the show notes. And he did leave us a pick of the week, so we will at least have that for sure. I'm also joined tonight. Well, I wasn't joined by Prime. Off to a good start, right, guys? Uh, joined tonight by John George at the Esports Plug and Calvin T at Ruler Arsama in the flesh tonight. Know, Everybody say hi. What up, what up, what up? Dogs are not happy. So... We're having dog problems tonight. Dog, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a dog cast. The esports dog cast now, right? Yeah. That's what, that's what we're writing about. Um, so, I didn't really lay out an opening topic tonight because we have uh, playoff implications on a lot of the slate, and we weren't sure exactly what kind of setup and situation we were going to have. We already had to push the recording back a day, so uh, bear with us a little bit in this episode. We'll be back to hopefully normal next week. Um, we have playoffs in Europe and North America to talk about, and we have the last week of the regular season in both China and the LCK, as well as the LMS. So, got a lot going on this week. Uh, not as many games as usual, but we're going to you know do our usual deep dive on uh, each of the regions. Did you guys have anything you wanted to open up with tonight, or um, anything on the tournament results or anything like that? I know you guys were like in on the college basketball. I know Calvin was, but he just AFK'd as soon as I said that. Nah, nothing for me, man. I haven't been following anything else except for League of Legends, really, and a little bit of the uh, the Magic Invitational. Yeah, we got a uh, oh, we got baseball opening day today. That was that was worthy. That's a don't that's, care. D- damn, <laughs> damn, no dude, it's so funny. I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care, but uh, I have a good baseball team this year. So when you have a good team, your third and fourth, your like your fourth sport suddenly comes up a little bit, and you're like, hey, you know what? I might watch baseball because my hockey team is terrible. So, go go Phillies! By the way, that wasn't readily evident to everybody. They're gonna be real good. Okay, so um, Cal, did you have anything you wanted to open with, or we want to go right into LCK? Let's get the uh, the regular season regions out of the way, and then we can get into the playoffs. Sound good? Fair enough to me. All right, cool. So, uh, Friday LCK, we have. Kind of a really interesting one that I haven't written about, but I've looked at and put some wagers down on. We have we have Hanwha Life minus two twenty seven against KT Rolster plus one seventy or plus one sixty six. The uh, Hanwha Life handicap is at uh, plus one thirty four. This is a like, really weird one. I like your thoughts on this one. I like your thoughts. KT gonna want to avoid relegation. Hanwha with nothing to play for. Although. <clears throat> Last night I kind of like Gen G trying to play to avoid relegation and uh, not much of a performance from old Gen G there. Mm-hmm. Kevin, what do you think on this one? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna go in a little bit on this. Um, honestly, I didn't watch. I okay, so everyone knows, everyone doesn't know, but I actually took a whole week off of watching League of Legends and doing DFS. Uh, just doing stressful stuff, so I really haven't caught much besides a couple of games, but. I don't know. I guess if KT did, I mean KT should try it harder than uh, Hanwha Life. So I think KT's. I think personally KT will win, but 
if you're going to bet this, Hanwha has a really good chance as well. Yeah. So uh, I'm going I'm going moderate on KT Rolster here, and just to like I'll 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 paint the picture around this match for everybody real quick. Basically, Hanwha Life are locked into the sixth seed. They can't get playoffs and they can't fall below sixth. Uh, they have enough wins to be ahead of the rest of the pack, but not enough wins to get into a playoff spot. So, even in their last series against uh, who was a Sandbox, they had nothing to play for. So, the only thing they're playing for is pride and for for people's starting positions next year. KT, on the other hand, are in a three way. It's not really a three way tie, but the, it's it's KT, Afrika, and Gen G are all battling to avoid the number nine seed in the LCK. Jin Air's locked into 10. They're getting relegated. They're going to play against the best challenger team, whoever that happens to be. Uh, looking like APK right now, but we'll see. Uh, so they're locked into 10. So the other three teams are all very close in, in series score. Uh, Afrika and Gen G are both 5 and 12. And KT Rolster is 4 and 12. They have an extra series to play this week. So KT Rolster. If they go two and zero this weekend, can actually get out of relegations because of the way this. I'm pretty sure Genji. Let me just double check. I, I started writing this, but I never got to finish it. So the LCK. Just real quick, I want to pull it up. So it's it's Genji Afrika. Genji and Afrika are five and twelve, and <laughs> KT Rolster is four and twelve. They have an extra series to play. So KT Rolster plays Damwon in the last game of the series. Or last game of the season, Gen G plays Sandbox, and yeah. Oh, and Afrika play SK Telecom. Now, there's a chance that SK Telecom won't have anything to play for there either, but the chances are they're actually going to. So, actually, no, they no longer have to because they they beat Chen Air this morning. So, SK Telecom are actually. I should have looked this up before I went in. This is what I get for not writing my blog post beforehand. By the way, <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be a sloppy show. We'll get through it. So, uh, the t- the TLDR is you have the five and twelve teams have one game left. KT Rolster has two games left. KC and they all have pretty. They're all one game differential apart. So the tiebreakers are actually kind of coming into effect here. KT Rolster are going to be super duper motivated to win this series, and Hamwa Life have nothing to play for. So. The scales are basically, do you think Hamwa Life is good enough to counteract the fact that KT Rolster absolutely need this win? And uh, honestly, they haven't looked that good in the second half of the season anyway. Hamwa Life. <clears throat> and KT also has the best player in the series, which also makes some amount of difference. That's fair. Uh, who, just for the record, just make sure on the same page. BDD? Yeah, BDD. I, agree, I agree. BDD's a monster, unfortunately for him. <laughs> yeah. So... The thing is, like, all right, so, and we we talked a little bit about this, and I'm gonna divulge because I'm, I'm not I'm gonna digress right away here because I want to nip this in the bud now because it's gonna come up in a couple other series tonight. We talked a lot this week between like the, the three or four of us in this group chat about you know relying on an eighty carry and an eighty carry meta game, right? And how sometimes you can rely on a bad team. Like a bit, you can rely on a bad AD carry because and a, and a decent team because the team's going to protect that person well, and it's really easy to play AD carry when you're protected. It's a lot harder when you have to do everything yourself. So, I think like CLG was Sticks A like last year and the year before, right? That's like a good example for me. Yeah. So, 
I as bad as KT's carries have been, I feel like one they have good enough solo laners that they can get away with. I, it's it's to me it's just all momentum, and I love betting underdogs in the last week too. I know in any region, I love betting underdogs in the last week unless I have good reason not to. So, I mean, Hamwa hasn't released anything about who they're starting from what I've looked at. I assume it'll just be some mix of the seven people they've been going with off and on. Yeah, I don't think you'll see anything too strange. Yeah. But KT will definitely play the A squad and lead them in. Yeah, and I, I just think whether that's Zenit or Gango, it doesn't matter. I I, I, I think considering how desperate KT is going to be to win this, that this is just way too far apart. I do think Hamwa's favored, but it's really, really close to 50-50, not minus 227. So totally I'm going to I'm gonna be a couple units on the KT money line. And honestly, minus 185 is, is pretty bettable for KT to take a game. I know that's yeah. like a lot, but that's a, I think if you want to be more conservative, that's the line to take. Uh, next, anything else on this one or no? No, I think it's pretty straightforward. I like your thoughts there. Yeah. Uh, AT really wants to win this match, and Hanwha Life is depressed. They had a chance to make playoffs. They've looked terrible since they missed their chance to make yeah. playoffs. Yeah. And that, that was my reasoning on the Sandbox 2-0 on Sunday was – after losing back to back must win or back to back to back must win games, that was my pick of the week last week. Was after losing back to back to back must win games and like giving it your all in all of them, you've got to be just destroyed. I w- yeah. to me, honestly, if if Hanwha Life come out and take care of business in this and like KT doesn't like beat themselves, I'll honestly be impressed and I'll be optimistic for Hanwha next split. Because if they can bounce back from like the complete demoralizing you know week that they've had, I'll be really really impressed with that. Calvin, anything else on this one? Or you mostly agree? No, I mostly agree with the KT uh, stuff. And then not knowing what Hollow Life is going to throw at them. All right. Uh, next one's actually super interesting, and another <laughs> one of these like team that has something to play for, a team that doesn't kind of situations. Except in this case, we have Griffin. <laughs> So Griffin's minus three thirty three uh, against King Zone plus two thirty three. The Kings, uh, the Griffin minus two minus one point five is at plus one hundred four. This is another situation where King Zone are actually still playing for the number two spot. Uh, they SK Telecom hasn't locked the number two spot yet. They're very close. Uh, King Zone, King Zone is down. SKT are thirteen and four with a plus sixteen differential. Game differential, by the way, guys, is wins the difference between wins, wins and losses. It's pretty pretty straightforward. But that's the first tiebreaker in the LCK if you're tied in series score. Uh, King's owner twelve and five with plus thirteen. So King's own have one more series. SK Telecom have one more series. If SK Telecom were to somehow lose to Africa later this week, totally possible, by the way. King's own is live to take the number two seed. I like Kingzone here too. Not for as much as I like KT Rolster because I think Griffin's a real team. But I'm going to be on the Kingzone money line for you know, a light amount and probably the plus 1.5 for a moderate amount too. I don't usually do the, the money line and that either. But I think in these cases there's a reasonable argument for these teams winning outright. I can't decide. Uh, I, think, I can't decide. Go ahead. Yeah, I think Griffin's still... Trying the best to play. Yeah, I do. And then that's sorry, I'm hearing things. Um, but <laughs> freaking out. But no, but that's what they're playing on. Do they went through that skid, and they're, they're still, you know, 
trying to figure themselves out before playoffs. And King Zone's a contender. And I, like I said, being that younger players, they're the type of players that respect their older players as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're not going to, like, goof around or wait until the draft. You know what I mean? They know that, you know, that King Zone's a good contender. And then not to underestimate them. Same thing with, like, SKT and, you know, all those other teams. But, like I said, the teams that they lost with Gen.G and stuff, I think that was just a fluke, to be honest. John, what do you think on this one? Yeah, yeah. Some, I think when they were losing games, they were testing some things. They were a little arrogant, mm-hmm. and it feels like when these like some articles came out and people were talking on Twitter and saying things about how maybe Griffin wasn't this good. And since then, it seems like they're like, now nah, we need to put this back in its place about who the kings of the LCK are. Yeah, yep. <laughs> they've played much better since that little streak there. So th- it's it's kind of interesting that these two games are back to back because I think they're like the the Coca-Cola and the Diet Shasta of, of like the same thing, right? They're both, they're both colas, right? But like, so in one case you have the best team in the LCK with nothing to play for other than momentum. And because it, it basically these things are happening on different tiers. I'm talking with my hands again, right? They're happening on different tiers. Cause I think King zone are you can make an argument for King zone as the second best team. I think it's SK telecom still, but I think King zone's right there. And, yeah, I'd have them third, but they're yeah, they're definitely a real yeah. team. And they've but. they've been improving over the course of the season, and they're steady and they're consistent. So, King, it's it's not like King Zone are a middle table team. Like they're very good. They're a good team. So it's it's a team that's a little bit worse, but has something to pl- like everything to play for. <laughs> I don't think it's as desperate as the KT situation. I don't know if you guys agree no. with that. Like KT. You might be confident that you're going to beat the second best challenger team, but you never want to have to play that match, right? No, like, you, there's no universe where you ever want to have to play that match, right? Especially with the Korean challenger teams being as good as they've been the last, you know, season. Yeah, look at the, that Seoul Korea team. Uh, yeah, dude, that team actually shocked. They played well. Yeah, I mean, obviously they were super experienced, but like, you get like the LCK has a lot of good underage talent. Not underage, but like. <laughs> <laughs> Going no, in that I'm, direction. I'm logic, logic. <laughs> I got you. No, I got you. I got Call you. Call of Duty's 18 plus, so anyone under I hear you. I hear you. So, like, in, in this case, I, I'm, I, I know I said I wasn't going to bet against Griffin the rest of the season, but this is really tempting. <laughs> I don't think King's own situation is nearly as desperate as KT's. I, don't I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I'd like to win, but I don't think they'll be anywhere near as motivated as KT. I'm, I'm going to be literally half, half as in on this like they have probably half the wager like that's what I, I already put it in like I, I'm talking like small here I'm like half a unit on the money line one unit on the plus 1.5 because I do think Kingsman could take a game even in like a real series yep I don't think I'll bet it but I don't hate the idea <laughs> yeah I mean the, the odds are good enough is like kind of what I told myself and maybe I'll just be flushing money down the toilet but I kind of like the situation Saturday we have Sandbox minus 286 against Gen G plus 202 the sandbox two zero is at plus one zero eight. We're seeing that same situation. Yeah, same kind of situation. I'm just gonna double check sandbox. Sandbox cares. Sandbox, sandbox cares because they can take the second spot. Especially if Kingzone lose the first series. Well, not the first series. The Friday series. If Kingzone lose the Friday series, Sandbox can actually take over the. Actually, Sandbox is still alive to take. Uh, second. No, nah, they're. They're live to take the second seed, but it would take an SK Telecom 02, I think, to do that. They would need to go... No. No, they actually can't. 
Because if they win, if they win this series too, uh, they go to thirteen and five plus thirteen. SK Telecom loses, they'd go to thirteen and five plus fourteen. So that's not live. Oh, okay. <laughs> Unless Kingzone win, and they uh, no, they're, they're, Sandbox are are they're not locked into fourth, but they're fighting for third and fourth against Kingzone. So they can catch Kingzone, they can't catch SKT, but Kingzone can catch SKT. So. The way it looks right now, it, it looks like it's going to be Griffin, SKT, Kingzone, Sandbox, Damn One in that order. But Kingzone and Sandbox could switch, and in a wild situation, Kingzone and SK Telecom could switch. So Sandbox do have something to play for, and Gen G also have something to play for because if they just even if they take a game here, that's going to pretty much good. They're pretty much good. Uh, it would take KT Rolster going two zero. I think. The yeah. thing is... The, NG still needs to do something. If they, they just go 0-2 for the rest of the year, they can yeah. definitely get into relegations. But yeah. If, if, they, they, if, they, if they go 0-2 and Afrika beat SKT, if SKT like wins this match on the, the next match we're going to talk about... Basically, you should you should look at the standings in the LCK and familiarize yourself with like who cares about this kind of stuff. We could go into it over and over, but we're just kind of like reiterating the same thing over and over again. Uh... I think in this case, both these teams still have something to play for. So don't look at this as Sandbox have something and Gen.G don't because they both have something to play for. It's just a matter of how you're going to weigh that. I think it's more of a motivator to not get relegated than it is for like totally playoff agree. seating. <laughs> Once you're in the playoffs, your feeling is going to be like, yeah, it'd be nice if we came third, but yeah. we're some... in there to play for. Yeah. You know? Now, Sandbox are like, again, we, we talked about this too. Like They're a young team. And they're hungry, and they play that well. Like they haven't, Sandbox haven't taken games off this year. They've no, like they've, they've lost the series man. that they probably yeah. should have won, but <clears throat> they've also won series they should have lost. Like they've been, they've been the Hamwa this season. They've probably been the tryhard team. Have they made yeah. this year? How many what substitutions have they made this year? Like Sandbox? Yeah. Like none. None. It's been the same five none. players the whole the whole yeah. time. Yeah, it's so, damn one that's been all over the place. Well, yeah, the last half. Yeah, Sam. No, Sandbox has been running out the same roster the whole time. Sandbox. Right, so, Sandbox lost O two to SK Telecom, Griffin, Kingzone. So the top three teams. They lost one two to Afrika. That was a weird series. And then they lost one two to Griffin, and they punted games occasionally. Punted a game to SKT. Punted a game to Dam One. Punted a game to KT Rolster. Weird one. Yeah, really, their losses are to the best teams for the most part. Yeah, Sandbox. If you just look at like the records, it's it's very very clear that they're like number four. I still think Dan One's actually a better team. I know that sounds crazy. That one's tough because it feels like Sandbox is more consistent and Dan One is more variant. Yeah, I mean we saw this like morning. Dan One's ceiling is a little higher. Yeah, if you watch the games this morning, Dan One's ceiling is sky high. <laughs> that was that was insane this morning. If you can get a chance to watch the the blowout that they put on. Gen G Gen, was something. Poor Gen G. I so, thought Gen G was yeah. going to be good last night. So speaking of Gen G, then like, I kind of like the Sandbox two O, even though Gen G has something to play for. Because Sandbox are the kind of team to me that are they're exactly the kind of team that's going to blow Gen G out of the water. Yeah, I think stylistically they're really like Gen G is has a very bad matchup against Sandbox. Yeah. Sandbox the kind of team that will pound you at the beginning and stay ahead. Yeah. They're not going to wait around for Jinji to scale up. I actually and I actually think the odds on this are surprisingly good. Like getting plus odds on the two O. 
Yeah, th those are. I was I was a little shocked. Like it's always weird when you see like a team to be minus three hundred money line. But yeah. Then the zero is an underdog. Yeah. Like, you really think it goes two one exactly that often? I like, mean, that is... it could, but again, like I I just don't see Sandbox as the team. Like I would I would honestly, if SK Telecom was in this situation, I'd honestly think SK Telecom are more likely to two one than two zero. For the same kind of reasons we've been talking about, how like the the younger teams tend to be a little try hard every single series. Like, yeah, they got that. Be more likely to take a game off or try some stuff. Yeah, out or R RNG does this all the time in the, in oh, the LPL. 100%. All the time they do this. So I don't. I, I'm I might be light on the sandbox two zero here because I, I I think the odds are good enough. I haven't seen if they moved yet. I can take a look real quick. Uh, it is. Still the same, plus 108, so I'm probably going to be light on that. Kevin, what do you think on this one? No, I said earlier, I was on the 2-0 on the with Sandbox as well. Okay, so we're pretty much in agreement there. Um, what I'm going to do, I'm actually, I'm going to I'm gonna finish these out, and then we can talk the LCK for DFS if you guys want to. Um, yeah, I can give Because we're, we're going to have a little time this week. It's hard for slates that aren't up, but yeah. for slates that are up, at least, I can go in and talk about what's going on in the ones that are that are available yeah. or even if it's just like theory like ideas like looking at this and being like if we see this team at like not this heavy of a favorite you go there or something like that so uh, anyway next match second match on saturday uh sk telecom could lock up the number two seed with a win over a freak of freaks they're minus 769 <laughs> <laughs> while a freak is plus 448 the uh sk telecom 2-0 is minus 169 no bets for me here. Yeah, this yeah. is too too fishy. Because yeah. a, a freaker is so weird because they've spiked like crazy this season, right? They've been like, extremely variant. Yeah, yeah. I think like, that's yeah, like when against Sandbox, they look like they look awesome. Yeah, and then this last two games against Sandbox, and then they've had other series where they were just garbage. They lost <laughs> Gen Air, like <laughs> who knows? Yeah, SKT can can handle them. Um, you know, the first time they actually played, I thought Afrika had a chance to win because SKT was, like, struggling early on. But now just, Afrika just let everyone down, to be honest. I thought they were going to be a lot better. I did, yeah. Um, yeah, me too. I I legit yeah. had Afrika as my number three team <laughs> going into the season. Yeah, they're up there. No, they're, they're definitely up there. So it was kind of a disappointment, but SKT is just looking to lock in that two spot. And, I mean, what's Afrika going to do? But for DFS, DFS what I it's gonna be a pretty. I think it's gonna be a bloody game. I I could see a freaka like I mean I use this expression all the time, but like I could see a freaka throwing the kitchen sink at this, and a freaka have already like thrown the kitchen sink at the LCK, you know, <laughs> yeah. like with all their weird substitutions and role swaps and you know bruiser yeah, bot lanes and yeah, like. <laughs> This team's so so frustrating because they're they're a lot like Sunnings the same way like the talent is there, and they're yeah they're like just, Keen hasn't fallen off. Together. Keen is still a monster. It's just they can't seem to put it together. I don't know. It's for four forty eight is a lot, but I I think SK Telecom show up and take care of business here. I yeah. this is the kind of line where like you could I I if if you tell yourself a story to bet Africa, I couldn't convince you otherwise probably. But I'm probably not going to bet this one. It's a little the the minus two point the minus one point five is in range for me. But I just got a weird feeling on this one. I don't know if you guys do the same. Like Afrika is just weird. 
I'm just I just generally won't take almost any minus one point fives at negative one sixty nine, and yeah. I'll never bet negative seven sixty nine. And I think SK Telecom is going to win, so just nothing lines up in a way that I'm willing to bet it. I'm with that. Uh, Sunday we have Griffin minus twenty five hundred. <laughs> any interest? Any interest in the money line shoebox fed? <laughs> uh, you know, I would say against two, it can only be one team, but. In the LCK with Griffin, it could be arguably like any of the bottom four teams. So it's against Jinair. Yeah, it's Jinair. Uh, plus 803. You know, I'm casually saying that as casually as possible. I'm going to say this because it's the more impressive number to me. Jinair plus 1.5 at plus 191. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, the fact that they're still such a monster underdog to even win a game. And I'm not even sure that line's like, I'm not going to bet it, but I, I don't even think I'd take. Like, I'm not even taking those odds. Like, I need to be, like, plus 300 on Jin Air, maybe, to win a game. I feel like Jin Air is, like, definitely the GPP play. <laughs> I have no way, dude. But you don't know who they're going to play half the time, which is, like... Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I don't see any reason to ever play Jin Air in your GPPs. There's, all, like, every other underdog will which always have exactly, a better chance winning. exactly why. <laughs> So there's uh, there's they nothing beat, on this one. They could beat Fox Academy. I'll tell you that. Oh, I'm finished up watching damn. these watch these games here. They could beat Fox Academy. Damn. 100%. So we got a uh, and minus two seventy for the Griffin two is just minus two seventy is like include in a parlay range for me, and that's yeah. it. Like in a, yeah, in a big parlay, and that's parlay, it. Yeah. Like that's it. Uh, last game of the regular season in the LCK is uh damn one. Minus two fifty against KT Rolster. Two teams that could have both could have something on the line in this series. Although, actually, wait a minute, Dan One. One can. No, Dan One is is. They're. I think they're locked fifth. Dan One is locked fifth because yeah, they're locked fifth. They're two games out. Yeah, so Dan One's locked fifth. So, but all right. So, in much the same way, I talked about this morning, like about this morning's games. Damwon clearly are still playing. Like, they are, like, because they have people, because they've changed their roster, there's people playing for jobs next season and for starting positions for, you know, totem pole, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I really want to believe KT Rolster, like, somehow pull it out against Hanwha tomorrow. Well, not even somehow. Like, I think there's a good chance they pull it out against Hanwha tomorrow. If they do, they're going to be, like, game turkey for this game, right? Yeah, but but damn one, they they just they're like Griffin, and maybe they learned this from Griffin. They just have a way of demoralizing you. If they ever get a lead, it's just over. Like they, you want to talk about a team that sl- like just slams home a lead like that? This team, I'm really surprised at the at the handicap odds on damn one. Yeah, plus money on a two zero, especially if KT loses to HLE. If it looks like they're going to oh, lose yeah. a good game there, you can slam some money into the minus 1.5 in this series. Yeah, I think – I actually think – I mean, but that's something you have to get ahead on, right? Because yeah, you're going to do it when it's happening. You're, you're going to have to do it when it's happening and or you're going to have to convince yourself right now that KT Rolster's not going to win tomorrow and go in on it that way. I mean, at plus 120, even if KT Rolster does win, I still kind of like that. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. tough not to bet it at plus one twenty. I mean, down like so. How how do you think KT KT measures up to Genji in Africa? Like and Africa? Like we we've gone over like how these three teams are basically neck and neck in the standings. Like how do you guys think they stack up? Like which which team do you think 
will get relegated, and which team do you think deserves to get relegated of these three? Well, deserves to play the relegation game. Uh, when you take the whole season into account, it's a little tougher. I think recently KT has shown a little more signs of life in the way that they're playing. Earlier in the season, I did not feel I, I would have put them in that group for sure. Yeah. Maybe if huh, it's, it's tough, man. Those three teams are really close to me. A free, like with how they've been playing. I kind of like. I kind of think all three of them half deserve it and half don't. Yeah, it's, there's been things going on. Like, like Gen G has played really bad, except they're all right at playing around Ruler, and Ruler has played amazing. And Ruler's been a beast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it sucked. It would suck if they go down there and Ruler has to play fucking relegation matches when he's been like among the best, if not the best, AD carry in the league. When Teddy did it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, Cal, like, what do you, like, it, so, John, it, it, who do you think is actually going to get the ninth spot, and who do you think deserves it? I think KT is actually going to get the ninth spot. Who deserves it is, is so tough. I guess I would still go with KT, but that's, that's really tough. KT have punted so many leads this season, it's depressing. Yeah, they have played, they've played much below their skill level, even with how bad their bot lane is. Yeah. Or has played, anyway. Because I think Snowflower is actually, like... Snowflower's a good player. Yeah. I so think Gango the AD has been so bad. Zenit has been terrible. It's, so you I know, it's, bad, it's, it's crazy to me because... Uh, this is gonna... A lot of people are gonna disagree with this, but I mean, you fight me on it. That's fine. <laughs> I actually think AD carry is the most replaceable position in Professional League. Because when you're playing at that level, most people get it. Like, all, your your job is you, – you have one job, you have to show up and do that job. As a matter of fact, I think the good AD carries are – they make the biggest difference because, like, there's the biggest gap between good AD carries and bad AD carries because – but it's also, like, the most replaceable. So hear me out on this, right? The, the best of the best AD carries, it's like tight end in football, right? That's actually exactly what it's like, kind of. In that, your average tight end, you're not going to know his name, and he's going to do a fine job, right? The good tight ends, Gronkowski, you know, good for him, he just retired, congratulations. But, like, the good, like, elite tight ends that are difference makers, uh, Zach Ertz, Gronkowski. way, way more than... They're worth way more because of, like, replacement value, right? Like, they're, they're worth so much more than everybody else at their position because there's such a huge gap between the good and the bad. That doesn't mean that, like, the bad... Like, the bad... To me, the bad is replaceable. Like, I know I keep pointing to Stix A, but, like, Stix A is, like, the prime example of this, right? Like, that CLG team, at the time... This is, like, two years ago now. That CLG team was, like, pretty good. Not great, but they were pretty good. And they made him look like a superstar. Clearly, he's not, right? We've seen enough now that he's not, right? So... I'm trying to think of, like, there have been plenty of Korean AD carries that, that were like this, too, where you can get carried as an AD carry by just showing up and doing the one thing you're supposed to do, right? Yeah, just show yeah. up and auto-attack people in team fights. Yeah, that's all you got to do, right? Line. You might not be, you know, Uzi or Double Lift or Forgiven or, you know, whatever, you know, Zwuji, like all these, I think you know. champion pool matters matters more than actual in-game skill. That's to true. Some degree because I feel like... You can be a, a very good AD carry player, but you you need to be able to play a range of AD carries, or else you're, in some metas you're just going to be complete trash. Yeah. We've seen some guys yeah. who were AD carry players 
correctly. And then when we get into the times when we're supposed to play like Lucian, they just look awful. Mm -hmm. And so it is, I think, Callista. Callista's a really good example of this, right? Like, yeah. And she's in the current metagame, too, where it's like, look, anybody anybody can play Cogmall at the (laughs) level you need to play Cogmall. Like, there's nothing against playing Cogmall, but like, professional level 80 carries can play Cogmall, period. Like, the difference between the best Cogmall in the universe and the worst Cogmall in the universe is a lot smaller than, you know, a Lucian and a Vayne, a Lucian or Callista or. You know, a Lee Sin or a Zed or you know what have you. So, oh, hundred percent. So, what was I getting at? So, we're in a meta game right now where like the team comps are pseudo eighty carry centric. It's not quite as extreme as it was when we had like the you know triple tank two core, but some teams are still playing that. SK Telecom yeah. marched out, you know, straight up just like quad tanks yep. the last night. I was against Jin Air, but like, so. When you're, it makes the eighty carries job easier when the comp is all about protecting them. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, so, definitely. I actually think as cappers and and analysts and and theorists for this kind of stuff, we should actually kind of reverse our thinking because I think people tend to think when it's an eighty carry centric meta, pick the team with a good eighty carry. I actually kind of think it should be the reverse of that. But eighty centric meta, pick a team that can protect that. Pick a team. Carry, yeah, really that's really that's what it should be. What it should actually be is pick the team that's good at playing around an AD carry, not necessarily the best AD carry. Team WE. Mystic's good. Mystic's not, you know, God's gift to AD carry, but Team WE is very good at playing around AD carry. Gen G. Now, Ruler is God's gift to AD carry. <laughs> but Gen G are very good at playing around the AD carry. Right? The best example is Royal. Like, people forget yeah, that yeah. Jiaohu could play anybody except for, like, Galio. Yeah, Jiaohu like, is a world-class player. He's really goddamn good. Like, I don't remember what series it was, but there was a series where he busted out, like, LeBlanc or something. It was just clapping people. And yeah. Was like, oh, we forgot Jiaohu could even play people that weren't just, like, supportive roaming yeah. midlaners. Kuro. Kuro is another example. Kuro yeah. was like, oh, yeah, on that Rocks team, everyone was like, oh, yeah, he's just the support guy. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. And now you're seeing him in the LPL. He's just trashing on people. It's like, okay, like... <laughs> So yeah, I so, guess yeah, you're right. It's not necessarily that Royal has Uzi that makes them so great. It's that Royal can play around Uzi correctly and has Uzi. Exa- exactly, and, and I think th- that's what Gen G has going for them too. Except I would I would argue it's a little bit slated toward Rule is really good, and they're really not quite bad. as good. They just kind <laughs> of have the right idea, right? So where were we? Uh, Damwon. We were talking about Damwon versus KT, and why this is going to matter. Uh, do you think that KT can play around Zenit or Gango, even though they're terrible? That was is that a, the argument? That was a good save, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, thank you for getting me back online. Uh, so, I, I think so, th- but not against Damwon, and not against the way Damwon play. Damwon have shown that they can play, like, 5v5 death ball, but they're, like, extremely good in the split push, especially with the lineup. That, if they march out the lineup that they played this morning, which is no sure thing, like, they could, they could start... That's for sure. Flame, you know, like, we don't know. <clears throat> but Flame's been good at that, too. Like, I don't know. Damwon have been really good play, as a split-push team. They'll probably play everyone against KT. Especially that's, a good, that's a good point. Maybe maybe they do, you know, once the one combo in, the, in one game and the other yeah. one in another game, and then maybe half and half in the third game if it goes Damwon's the team that's been really guilty of that, is, like, regardless of game one outcome, just switch everybody or just switch some percentage yeah. regardless of what's happening. Game yeah, but didn't, didn't we talk about how, like, I'd rather see that than, like, oh, we lost, switch everybody. I'd rather see that from the perspective of, like, correct coaching 
but yeah. I do not want to see that from the perspective of PFS. <laughs> yeah, you no, know, I hear that. I hear that. It's so, like, oh, they're going to 2-0, so I'll just take their starter because they're not going to take him out. And they're like, nah, we dumpstered him. We're going to put in barrel. Like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, look. Gun- let's do gun to your head model, John. Who do you – like, if you had to, if you had to take a pick in this game of the uh, I four would, listed here. 100% if I'm taking a bet in that game, it's damn one minus 1.5 plus 120. That's, that's a good bet. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys a fifth option just real quick. The over two point five is plus one thirty. No, I'm gonna take damn one. If I was gonna make a bet, it'd be damn one. Minus yeah, one I'm taking damn one. Uh, similar logic to Sandbox in that yeah. this is a young team. I know they have veteran players, but this is a young team that is hungry. And even if they have nothing to play, like they didn't have anything to play for today, and they just. Utterly smashed Gen G, like embarrassed Gen G, who had something to play for. By the way, God, I love a team with a good close. <laughs> it's yeah. this team; they're, they're fun. Damn, one's fun to watch. I hope they go far. Um, I, I'm with you guys. Maybe not for much, but the odds are good enough that plus one twenty is good enough for that, and I think it's the most likely outcome. Uh, any of these games on this entire slate for the weekend that interest you guys from a DFS standpoint, or is it just like it's Korea? So no. I mean, I, you have to look at the slates to see if there's other underdogs that have better chances of winning. Because, like, I mean, in theory, playing KT tonight makes sense. If there's no other underdogs that you like, then it's always going to be better to have an underdog and a favorite. Your ceiling is going to be way higher. So if, if you like KT tonight and you don't like any of the other underdogs, then yeah, play KT. Uh, SK Telecom might be priced more moderately against Afrika than some of the other like favorite and underdog combinations. And since Afrika is a team that gives up like an LPL level of kills, you could look at SK Telecom in that Saturday matchup. Uh, I don't think I would have anything to do with Sunday. Don't play Griffin. There's going to be people out there that are going to play Griffin. Don't play Griffin. <laughs> do you hate playing Jin or do you hate playing Griffin more? Honestly. Uh, <laughs> like the fact that they're playing against Jenner is hugely important, and the fact that like Griffin is always hyper overpriced considering yep. the value that they give you. They don't average as many team as many kills and wins as basically any LPL team. Even though they're like one of the bloodiest teams in the LCK, they're still not as good. Like Snake averages way more kills and wins than Griffin, but people still just snap lock the Griffin because they're just like they're good, man. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. I like playing. The, <laughs> I like playing Griffin as a team. If you're yeah. looking to like, like if you're willing to spend or like put Griffin as a team in a captain spot. Oh, here's a here's an interesting little side point. While we're talking DFS, something that I've had a few different people ask me about on Twitter this week that I think is important to mention. People should keep in mind when you're playing DFS, the team has nothing to do with the players. Like I, I see a lot of people who will say like, "Oh, I think." Uh, KT Rolster versus Hanwa is going to be really bloody, so I'm going to run 4 KT. And you look at their lineup, and they have 3 KT and KT team. KT team KT team doesn't care how bloody the games are. They're not the same thing. If you think that a matchup is going to be bloody, the team does not help you. So it's super, like, it's super common for me to see people play a 4-stack where one of them is the team, and that is almost never right. If you're going to four-stack a team because you think that they're going to get a lot of kills, you should have four players and take a team from whoever else you're playing. Don't include the team in the stack. I'm guilty of this. <clears throat> this is a, this but, is a super common mistake that people show me all the time. It's like they'll have like Uzi, Xiaohu, Ming, and Royal Team. And it's like if those guys all score high, are you telling me Kars is not going to score high? Like get Kars on your team and then throw somebody else in there. 
I would say I'm guilty of this, but the only time I ever do that is when I'm taking a team that's an underdog. In which case, it's for the value. So And you can lose. Well, uh, so in, in those situations, just a little, like, I mean, we could we could do maybe, – maybe we'll do that as an opening topic next week since everybody will be in playoffs. We can kind of have a little extra time. But, like, just, like, lineup building theory. Yeah, like, I mean, just I, just concepts. A, I just did a post uh, – a video on my YouTube, and, like, the basic gist of it was – when good players like something that you need to understand if you're an amateur player in DFS, when good players play good players, uh, the constructions of the lineups are always correct. So like if I play against Bomber, who's another guy that I have a lot of respect for, uh, he will never play a lineup that has bad construction. The reason that we're going to get an edge over each other one way or another is because he thinks X team is going to win and I think Y team is going to win. But that's much different than the way you construct your rosters. The way that you construct the roster is always correct when good players play each other. Yeah. We just have a variance of opinion about who's going to score more points or whatever. But the we always have the right people from the right teams 100% of the time. Yeah. And that's the biggest mistake that beginner players make. They have the right teams and the wrong roster constructions. And yeah. so there's, there's two things you have to put together. Being able to predict who's going to win and constructing your roster correctly. Yeah, it's it's a lot like I mean we we I briefly mentioned it last week uh, how playing DFS is is interesting because I mean obviously it's super interesting but uh, I think the most interesting thing about DFS is that it's a game within a game right you're you're playing the the game the sport that you're you're playing DFS for whether it's league football golf whatever right like you're playing the game of predicting that sport and predicting which players will have good outcomes. But you're also playing the game within the game. If you're playing, you know, a cash lineup, right, you need to figure out, you know, what's going to get, you know, 3X or 3.5X. Or I don't, I don't know what you guys use for league, but, like, I know for, like, football, you try to aim for every player having, hitting 3X their value, right? Like, in terms of, like, points per cost, right? That's actually... Well, League is the like, the only DFS sport where you actually shouldn't care about that at all. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, all right. So there you go. Exactly. But like team or how they match up against the team is who you want to uh, pick. But a really but, common. Oh, good. Go no, I was supposed to say like you said that it doesn't really matter price wise on like you know who's good or not. I mean, obviously the carries are a little a little pricier than the mid laners, but you know, I think last year it was mid laners and. It flip flop, but otherwise, it's really not much of like a big difference. The people tend to make the mistake because they come from something like basketball, where like I played a fair, I played a lot of basketball DFS. I probably played a hundred thousand basketball lineups in my life, and I'm yeah. not even good at basketball. And in basketball, all you really care about is points per salary. How many points do I think this person is going to score based on their football? Football is the same way. In league, it's it is not the same thing. Because you don't want to just, like, put the Sinnoh Dragon support in your lineup just because you think, like, they're going to win a game and he might get 30 yeah. points and he's super cheap. Like, those 30 points will kill you because there are combinations out there that other people can have. There's no LeBron James. That's what yeah. I need to say. There's no mm-hmm. LeBron James. So when you put Mark in your lineup from Sinnoh Dragon, you're not putting him in your lineup to get LeBron James like yeah. you are in basketball. In basketball, you're putting a $3,000 guy in your lineup so you can afford an $11,000 guy. Yeah. In league, if if Royal gets 50 kills, 
all members of Royal are going to be similarly scored. They're all going to be like the top laner is going to have slightly less KP. The mid laner is going to have slightly higher, but they're all going to be within like a 20 point range. It's not going to be like Ming is going to get 20 points and Zatai is going to get 150. The point being, there's going to be like a 25, there's going to be like a 25 to 30 point difference between your selection based on value and the actual like average or winner. Yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah, you, it's not like you're gaining value by punting down to Mark so that you can get LeBron. Yeah, it's, you're, it's you're, different. Yeah. Or, or like, for football people, it's like, you know, drafting, you know, a wide receiver for, you know, yeah. like, so a deep, like, a deep, like a deep threat guy like, 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 like Ted Ginn or, like, Deshaun Jackson or something so that you can get Todd Gurley, right? It's Nobody in league is Todd Gurley. That's, yeah, the, there, that's the whole thing. It's like even though Uzi's great, it's it's like impossible. How is Uzi going to get like twenty solo kills? Yeah, so he way outscores everybody. Like it's not going to happen. His teammates are going to get assists, which makes them score about the same as him. Yeah, so like, he's, he's not going to be a hero. Even if he gets fifteen kills, it's a pretty good chance Yahoo has fifteen assists. Yeah, do do yourself a favor more. and like look up the all time like best games and like do the fantasy point calculations on them, and you'll surprise yourself. We could do, I, I, you know, that's gonna. We'll we'll do that as an opening topic, maybe next week or the week after. I think the that's most I've idea. ever seen by a single player in a game was like low seventies for and points. I've seen a, yeah, and I've seen a couple more in the sixties. I had somebody had something nuts last week, but it was like was it was like a, it was like eleven kills or something. Like it wasn't even like the, this. Isn't professional league is not so, your solo Q, your your bronze and silver solo queue games where you have a guy that's smurfing that gets twenty five kills. Right. Think about like, it. Yeah. When we say G two is smurfing, we don't literally mean G two smurfing. We just mean the way that I explained it. Because I explained this to like some high level, like very rich DFS players who were talking about league and like thinking about getting into it. And the way I explained it to them was: imagine in basketball, if every time LeBron James hit a shot, everybody on his team got an assist. Yeah. <clears throat> then that just makes it so that like you, if you think LeBron is going to score fifty, why not take? Other guys, from yeah, his team literally that are anybody get else. Bunches of assists, as long you know, you can take LeBron, but stack all yeah. the people on the Lakers, so that way you're just going to get all these assist points. That's the way that league works. It's not the same as like where LeBron's going to get 50 and Lonzo Ball is going to get eight yeah. points. TLDR, <laughs> yeah, TLDR. The team does not equal the player in terms of like bloodiness of games. The team doesn't care about the bloodiness of games. The team cares about the objectives in the game, and if you win two zero. I mean, the yeah. players do too, right. but long rant. Anyway. But yeah, yeah. roster construction's been a big issue on my Twitter. This you week. know what? I'm gonna put that. We're gonna. We're, we're just gonna do that as a topic. Oh yeah, we can definitely get into that because, we'll like, that. if you understand basic lineup construction, it's a huge edge for you in DFS. You'll be tons of people who have the same teams as you, and they just have a really garbage version of the stack. Lineup differentiation is important. Also, <laughs> that's also another topic. Anyway, on to China <laughs> LPL. Last week of the regular season, the LPL. Uh, the I'm gonna. Weekend. Damn. <laughs> I mean, we could go. Oof, I'm coming up with all sorts of topics off the top of my like now. We could talk <laughs> about. I I'm just gonna tell people this, and we we could go into it later. I'm I'm just gonna leave this as a cliffhanger hot take, right? Okay. I think Korea's back. That's it. We'll leave it there. We'll Ooh. leave it there. I think Imp might have something to say about that. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. Okay. So we have Friday. I'm trying to. Uh, all right, I'm, I got the standings up now. So we have Team WE minus 500 against. Oh my god, what did I do? We have Team WE minus 500. 
against Rogue Warriors at plus 289. Now. That was <sighs> Here we go. Uh, the LPL is... So the LCK, it's actually fairly clear besides 789 and 3 and 4 and sort of 2. How do you keep wanting to go out? <laughs> uh, for those wondering, Calvin is uh, preoccupied, so we were doing the best we can with this. So... Um, so the LPL is, the LPL is a lot for three slots. Yeah, the the LPL is a lot more up for grabs because we have, jeez. So the LPL there's eight playoff spots. First, there's sixteen teams. There's eight playoff spots. Right, it's just like the NHL. Right now, there are five teams locked for playoffs. I believe. Yes. Yeah, there are five teams locked for playoffs. Fun Plus, Invictus, Top Sports, Royal, and EDG. Hey, guys, who did we predict would be the best teams in China besides Suning at the beginning of the season? (laughs) These five teams. So, some things never change. Those five are locked for playoffs. Uh, I got the list right here of what the situation is. Okay, so I'm sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass this to John, but there is quite a lot to digest here. So if you need to cut this to half speed or whatever, do so now. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be a lot of numbers flying at you right here. But if you look at the four teams that can make the playoffs, there's three slots for them. It's JD, Team WE, Sinnoh Dragon, and BLG that can make the playoffs. The team with the best best case scenario is. JDG, uh, they can they have the the highest high. If they just like two zero, then they're good to go. We has two matches left, but they also have a super high ceiling. They can go ten and five with actually the same game differential as JDG if they win out. But those teams play each other on the last day, and so that that they can't both hit their best case scenario. So only one team can go ten and five. Either JDG if they win their last match. Or WE if they win their last two matches. Or EDG, but EDG is already locked. Yeah, so. they're, they're good to go, so I'm not worried about them. The best case scenario for Sinnoh Dragon and BLG is to go 9-6. and six, And Sinnoh Dragon's best game differential possibility is 21-14. and 14. BLG's is 21-15. and 15. So BLG needs to do one game better than Sinnoh Dragon. Wow. Over the, in their last match. That's the that's how BLG gets Ooh. in. They need to do one game better than whatever Sinnoh Dragon. Holy does. cow! I just looked. Oh my god! And BLG plays top, so it's and oh, Sinnoh man. Dragon plays Sunning. So this is it's super close. But BLG, if they just lose to Sinnoh Dra- uh, to just lose to top, they're probably just out. Which is that's actually top, man. Which is terrible because it's Sinnoh amazing. Never be able to make it in there. It's BLG beat they lost like four in a row to even be have a chance to be eliminated from playoffs and then they finally won against IG after that to like keep the hope alive that they could make it BLG lost 2-0 to fun plus uh, lost 2-1 to EDG and lost 2-1 to RNG and lost 2-1 to WE yeah, they lost four series in a row to put themselves in a position where they even could miss the playoffs, basically. Yeah. 
and then they beat IG to keep their hopes alive. Which is kind of impressive in its own right, right? They still need to do one game better than Sinnoh Dragon, and they have a much tougher matchup. God, how sad is that? I mean, we, how many weeks have we been preaching BLG is, like, probably the sixth-best team? Oh, it's super sad that they could miss out, because they are so much better than Sinnoh Dragon. I don't care how close these are. I, I agree. BLG is so much better than Sinnoh Dragon. I agree. And is there, like... Man, oh man, this. Well, the thing is, though, Sinner Do... Dragon is so mediocre that they could easily lose 0 2 to Sunning. That wouldn't blow my mind. I mean, they have a lot yeah. to play for, but if they lost 0 2 to Sunning, that wouldn't blow my mind, in which case, BLG would only need to win one game against Top. Yeah. This is kind of weird, too, because Sunning are, like, already eliminated. Like, even yeah. if they even if they go 2 0 2 0, they're yeah, eliminated from out. playoffs. So. They started that, uh, that ADC, or. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be a thing or not. But take a look I mean, at the I don't know. Maybe because they're, they're way out of it now, so why not? You know what I mean? If you're looking at it right now, Gelati, take a look at the sneaky possibility of JDG missing the playoffs, even though they're way higher than everybody else right now. Like, they look way higher on the standings. Yeah. So they only have one match left. It's against WE. If they lose, they're going to go down to nine and six, and they'll be twenty and nineteen in their game differentials. And look at BLG and Sinnoh's game differentials. So if JDG lose to WE, Jesus, this is nuts because like literally any one of these teams could lose out. Oh, hundred percent. Any of these teams could miss. If if Sinnoh Dra- or if JDG loses to WE and Sinnoh Dragon and BLG win, JDG will be out. This is nuts. They're, they're, so oh. this is quite literally. Like just to try to visualize what John was saying to everybody, like to sum it up in like a TLDR, there's four teams fighting for sl- three slots, and right now, like literally any one of them is like fairly likely. Like I, JDG probably have the best odds. To- Actually, it's really it's Sino Dra- Dragon probably have the best chance to not get out of playoffs. They'd have to, yeah. If they beat, like they're Sony, they're, they're gonna be good to go. They're plus five with two games left to play. So even though, dude, yeah, you're right. JDG being nine and five is so deceptive because yeah, because they, if they lose to WE, well, WE if they, they lose to WE, it's like a double swing, right? Because it's yeah, like it's like basically like a four point series. Terrible game differential. And Sinnoh Dragon and BLG, despite being on eight and six at the moment, have really good game differentials comparatively. They're so both better than JDG. Okay, so it's important we paint this picture because you know I, I use this analogy all the time too because it's gonna kind of shade how we're gonna how we're gonna bet these games this weekend. Now we just went over WE WE Rogue Warriors. I would say doesn't matter, but it does because WE needs to win. Needs to win. Like they absolutely have to. This if is their... they go two zero. They lock. If they lose, then they're going to be on eight and six with and a then kind it's, of tough matchup with a negative game differential. And then it's a clown fiesta from there because you can speculate on who wins and who loses and all <laughs> yeah. that. So like, yeah, it's it's so, impossible to figure out what's going to happen in China. It's so, super close. So the the thing is, I've gotten punished so bad for betting two O's in China. I never did it until this season, and I also have gotten punished. It's brutal, hard. right? It's so hard because you—it's you, you, the only way to get any value. But the other option is abstaining, 
which feels you can shitty. Bet, just bet two zeros in Korea. It's so much more common for Korean teams to two zero, and the favorites win in Korea so much more often than in China. So, the reason we're saying all this is because like, so we the minus one point five for we is minus one thirty five, which is like really enticing because Rogue Warriors are really bad, especially yeah. with Zwuji is out. So if Zwuji's not playing, I, I actually. I actually really like WE here, and I never in a million years thought I'd ever say that. Like, ever. Yeah, I love WE here. W, yeah. I'm not sure I'm going to bet the minus 1.5 because I'm done with it again. <laughs> but I like WE a lot. Calvin, what do you think on this one? I'll the minus 1.5. Why not? Hashtag Team Beijing. Hashtag Team Beijing, but without Zuji. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like Rogue Warriors has played through one person the entire year. And I, should, I mean,. They're not gonna play through the new AD carry. Dude, Zwuji so. is so good that he carried a dude that he's never literally he's literally never played with in lane. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> dude, yeah. Uh, Rogue Warriors is gonna win. They're gonna win two zero. Yeah. Now, now, now that we've said all this, they're gonna win two zero, right? I mean, I, I already thought that. I'm not sure I'll bet it just because I'm mad about betting these and never winning them. But <sighs> but WE is gonna win two zero. Dude, it is. Just out of curiosity. One thing I will say, though. Rogue like a, Warriors 2-0 is plus 851, by the way. <laughs> a little, like, kind of side note. Teams that are playing for their lives play really harder, uh, but they also tend to be a little bit less bloody. They try to finish, like, much quicker. They don't take as many risky They play plays. nervous. Yeah, they play they, safer. Yep. They don't play as many crazy engages. So I expect WE to 2-0. I'm not, I haven't decided so, tonight if I want a bunch of WE in my DFS lineups because I don't think they're going to be their normal bloody selves when they really need this win. So I just kind of came up with a theory from you saying that, so thank you. Hear me out whether you guys agree with this or not. But would you think Rogue Warriors would be bloody and try to push the tempo? Yes. Maybe, yeah. So so what John just said, right, Teams and we see this every region regardless of format, every tournament, every – like you see it all the time in like in international tournaments too – the teams that are the teams that are playing for their lives tend to play more conservatively unless they're like a truly exceptional team, right? This is what was like so impressive about like the old SK Telecom teams is cuz like they just didn't care, like they were ruthless. And IG too. IG, IG as well. Griffin like yeah. This past really like calendar year, right? Griffin have just been like ruthless, right? So I think you need to look at like how that plays into how a team plays is playing conservatively or playing, you know, I don't want to say afraid. Sometimes that plays into a team style. Like for me, team WE used to be that style, but they're not anymore. Would you agree with that? I agree. I would agree with that hundred percent. Like they I were think known. that was their style. They were the Gen G of China. Yeah. And I think people, people kind of generalize them myself included. I'm a little guilty of this too. They're not that anymore. The way what they are right now is actually they're built the way Gen G wanted to be like they WE are playing the way Gen G wanted to play games this season where they have an extremely active early game jungler in Beishan, right? Who wants to get stuff done early, get their lane, get the lanes ahead and then just sit on their lead, right? That's what they want to do. Uh kind of how Golden Guardians is constructed, it hasn't quite worked out that way for them, but that's an execution problem, right? It's the same idea. Have an active early game jungler with good scaling players and good, you know, disciplined players otherwise. I actually kind of think 
for this specific version of Team WWE that it, it could be a detriment to play conservatively. But it just depends on, like, is the team playing conservatively going to be detrimental to Beishan? Or is Beishan just going to, like, do things by himself? Or is or are they going to change who he is? I, I mean... I don't, I don't think he's going to change who he is. I think they know what they have to do. And the way I, 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 I'm with that. Like, I, I actually think, like, that that's going to outweigh... That's going to outweigh any any fear that this game matters to them. Yeah. I think WE2 owe this, and yep. I'm going to actually be probably light to moderate on this. I'm probably going to be light because I don't trust WE. <laughs> Calvin probably trusts WE more than I do. I don't know about you. I really think WE is going to 2-0. Like, I'm pretty – I really should bet it. I really think they're going to win 2 135 is like a really good number for this too, all things considered. Like, considering the situation here, like, Rogue Wars – Rogue Warriors are literally not playing the only reason they have any game wins this season. Yeah. Like, dead serious. Would would Rogue Warriors have any game wins at all this entire season? Game wins. I'm not talking series wins. Game wins without Zwoji in the lineup this year. Yeah, it's, it's tough to say. I don't think they would. <laughs> like, dead serious. I don't think they would. And I've watched every Rogue Warriors game. I don't... God, that's sad. <laughs> I've watched every Rogue Warriors game. They would not have a win without that guy. Period. Calvin, do you agree or disagree with that? Oh, I agree. The dude's a hard carry, dude. I'm talking myself in WE2 like for more than like. WE2O, yeah. Alright. LGD. Plus 106 against Snake Esports, minus 154. Uh, both of these teams are out of the running. Uh, so, this game is just for pride. Uh, I'm going to quickly take a look and see if there was any. Pick of the week, boys. Pick of the week. For real? All right, go e- elaborate because I'm gonna I'm gonna double check on any lineup changes that might have been. LGD honest. has been very good recently. I don't think they're they're anything close to like a top team in the LC, in the LPL, but their last four games are a win against <laughs> OMG, a win against EDG, a win against JDG, and they lost to Cinnadragon two one. So their only loss in their last four games was a two one loss to a playoff team. And they beat two playoff teams. And they beat probably the best team that's below them in the standings. Okay. I think LGD has looked much better recently. Uh, like, I I think they would be, if they played at this level the whole season, they might have had a shot at making playoffs. I'd agree Whereas with that. Snake lost to JDG recently. Uh, they got O2'd by Royal, who has been a little bit inconsistent. They lost to WE. Their wins are against Victory 5, who's been playing like garbage and OMG, they beat 2-1. They like, gave I, a game up to OMG. That that honestly says everything to me. <laughs> like, that's... Don't be talking about my boys OMG. I know, I, I know. To, I went back to the OMG train Dude, the other day OMG and picked up some cash RPG. money. The Chelly watering hole. Is that I did go OMG <laughs> in, uh, in GPPs. Back, no, in cash that day, I played RNG. So, I was worried about that. But in GPPs, I played OMG. Yeah, I saw that. I looked at your... So, just a real quick, you know, devil's advocate here, because I'm with you guys on this. I think the, this should be even money. Uh, I think I think LGDs are. I think, dude, favorite. I think it should be even money, <laughs> even considering that it's at the Snake Pit. I, I think I think LGDs are reasonable favorite. Uh, even Snake at, has not even shown me anything. Yeah, Snake. I mean, Fen Fen Kramer has been Kramer has been quite good recently. I, it also depends. I actually didn't look at the lineup yet. If they're Ian, I got the lineup the right here. Between Ian and Yuki, Yuki starting. 
I don't like that as much. I like Ian more, but I still Yuki. It was, I still think they're a better team. Lies has been quite good. So we have Lies, Condi, Yuki, Kramer, Pyl for LGD, and Flandre, Sofm, Fenfen, Asura, and Maestro for Snake. So if Fen-Fen. LGD didn't play, if they had a different jungler, they'd be way better. Condi has been garbage. Lies oh. has been very good, and Ian was very good. I thought Kramer and Pyl Kramer are really been, good. Exactly. I think the biggest problem on that team is Condi. I feel like he's always been a problem. Yeah, he's when been he a problem on, for the last two years. He was on years. WE the season that WE was garbage. But so, guys, um, but guys, Condi was so good when he went to Worlds three years ago. Oh my <laughs> god, he's so good. He has such name brand value. How am I ever, ever going to believe that he's not good? What if you put Beishang on this team? How good is this team if they picked up Beishang in the offseason and left if they, on WE? Man, They're pretty good, man. If they pick up Beishang <laughs> and they play D in every single game, this team would actually be good. This team would remind me a lot of how Suning's built. Yeah. Now I, I, think, I like this LGD team quite a bit. I do, too. If they get rid uh, of Condi, especially. I kind of wish they were starting Ian in this place. I understand why they're starting Yuki, because there's nothing on the line here. So, I... I because they're not starting Ian, I feel less confident about this, but I still think it's a good pick, for sure. I play. I, I I don't know that I'd make the bet, but if I was making the lines, I'd make LGD minus one fifty. I think they're that much. Seriously, of a even with Yuki yeah. starting. Yeah, I think they're that much of a favorite on the money line. I think with Yuki starting, it's even money. Snake hasn't shown me anything impressive the whole season. I, I, I Blondre, agree. I guess Blondre's Dude, been pretty good. It's so sad to me too because like this team used to be. I mean. This team used to be something. Last season, they were like, uh, they were like my JDG of this season. Like, I just didn't trust Snake last season, and they just kept beating people. And they were like up in the playoffs and like in playoff range the whole time. And I was just like, how are they doing it? Yeah. It's kind of like JDG this season. But all right, so LGD across the board, different yeah, levels yeah. of confidence, certainty. Yeah. All right, Saturday, uh, fun plus minus nine oh nine. Lol. <laughs> uh. Against Victory Five plus four twenty six, do we take? Uh, they're gonna make me bet Victory Five again oh, plus four twenty six. Oh like, plus come on, dude, plus four twenty six. Blaze it, okay? We like, can't find a way to get in there on plus four twenty six. Man, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Dude, fun plus. All right, all right. So let's let's devil's advocate this, right? We need to win like what twenty percent of the time. Fun 20... plus literally have nothing to play for. They've locked up number one. And they're an exploitable team, is the thing. Like they're exploitable and they're exploitable. With to play for. Is Victory Five so bad they can't win twenty percent of the Look, time? Dude, this we hate. To play for and... So all right, I'm gonna all right. So what's John? What's your bet on this one? Gun to your head. Oh my god, dude! I think if I had to bet this game, it'd be Victory Five money line plus four twenty six. Got him. Get it on. It's on record. It's on record. <laughs> quote Calvin. It, quote it. Calvin, what do you think? I'm not betting this, man. I suck. <laughs> I honestly don't think V5 can win. They suck so much cock. Dude, they, dude, V5 took games off Edward. They took a game off Edward. Yeah, but okay. Well, EDG was who's it? Who's it playing? EDG played Ray Clear Love Scout Eye Boy Mako. The normal one. Clear Love? No, still can't. And Victory Five. Oh, Victory Five won with Kale game once, maybe. Can we? I, I don't want to go into that. There's a whole. We don't have time for this. But like, I, I, I might I, bet victory five, dude. I might. I think I'm actually gonna bet, dude. I think I'm actually gonna bet victory five. And so, 
I like Victory Five. John is on the fence. Victory Five. Lean Victory Five. Calvin is. Calvin is talented. Calvin's not touching this with a ten foot pole. <laughs> no way, man. Maybe a twenty foot pole, but he's not touching with a ten foot pole. All right. Let me play devil's advocate for Fun Plus here. Because the minus 169 on the 2-0 is, is in range for me. Fun Plus have, quote-unquote, been figured out. I've been one to say this. I've watched it. I think that's the case. They brute force their way through that regardless. They don't care. And they stopped BLG. Fun Plus, Fun Plus was Phoenix. The... I thought BLG was going to have them in that series, and they, they stopped BLG. They Dude, Fun Plus Phoenix are... To me, like the most Chinese team that ever Chinese Chinese League of Legends. Like, <laughs> all right, like they they have absolutely no tactfulness whatsoever. No, they are just in terms of like brute force. This is the goddamn Incredible Hulk. Okay, like this team does not care. They don't care about drafting. They don't care about enabling themselves in drafts. They play the same way regardless of what they draft, and they still beat you. <laughs> yep. Like, that's high talent. So, high fun, talent. fun plus Phoenix to me, it's so bizarre to say this, but they remind me a lot of Invictus last year where, like, they know what they are. They don't care. They beat you anyway. That's an extremely apt comparison. That's exactly right? what, like, what that's IG exactly was like what IG year. did last year. They and would I... eat drafts all over the place and, and and play like they'd be behind by five thousand and like forcing fights over and over again. And, and all last year, all last year, I don't know about you guys, but I was in on IG last year, and I still there were games like still there were games last year where I was just <laughs> yeah. like, Nah, they're gonna they're gonna screw this up, and <laughs> yeah, or man, their drafts are gonna punish them at some point, and they just never did. Like they just took like it. It doesn't matter if you don't have the Iron Man suit of armor when you're goddamn the Incredible Hulk. Okay, like it doesn't matter, right? I this team, it's so bizarre. They're, they're so weird. There's they remind me a lot of IG last season. They remind me a lot of well, Griffin is way more tactful. But like th- this team is so quintessentially LPL, it's it, it's crazy, right? Yeah, like Doofy plays so many different champions and just random champions mid, it's, and it works out for him. That's the funny they part. They just brute force like at the, the Renekton, Kled, Karma. Like it doesn't <laughs> matter. Yeah. Like guess what? He's playing Karma in, like, some kind of Protect the Carry comp. Guess what? He's playing aggro in 2v2 skirmish anyway, and he's outplaying it <laughs> somehow, some way. I have no idea. Maybe Dwayne is the best player on Earth. I don't think so, but... He's like, very good, man. You could uh, make an argument... After, after he got married, he definitely, definitely got a lot better. Dude, it's, it's nuts to me. Like, what other team plays their way out of it like it's it's like they intentionally draft badly like i don't think they do i think they actually just don't know how to draft <laughs> and if the metagame ever gets to a point where it punishes that to some extent it'll matter but like <laughs> like i, I so want to bet the victory five here like i want to bet victory five so bad here it's so appealing but like i just can't convince myself in any universe that fun plus don't just like win this game with a hand tie behind their back Right. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's really hard to see Victory Five beating anyone, but plus four twenty six. I don't know. There's oh, there's such a talented God. team as well. 
but and they, this is also you also have to think about the fact that the most the most aggressive teams are the highest variance as well that's true. and you have two teams here that are pretty aggressive that will go at each other and those can those early fights can swing one way or another dude, and make it so one team basically can't lose dude victory five in dfs just saying <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna be dirt cheap and it's gonna be wonderful but I think everyone's going to be hit to that. But maybe they won't be. Nah, anyway. no one's playing Victory Five on that slate. Anyway, I might, that no was my did. that was my Fun Plus Phoenix rant because <laughs> it's so funny because Fun Plus Phoenix to me are like exactly what I don't like to see in League of Legends, but I can't look away. Like I just can't stop watching them. <laughs> They're like, oh, can I throw in another informative side rant that you just made me think about? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. About we got to blaze through the rest of these. We'll, we'll blaze through it because the playoffs are easy. Yeah. Informative side rant about DFS. Another thing that people should do more often that you just reminded me of talking about playing Victory 5. <clears throat> Tailor the games that you're playing to the teams that you're playing. One big mistake that I see people make is like they play the GPPs and the double ups every night. They play the same lineup in every GPP and every double up. And it doesn't make sense with the teams that they're playing. Mm-hmm. Tailor tailor your your entries to who you like. You'll see nights like the one I was talking to Calvin about earlier where I play $2,000 worth of cash games with RNG in my lineup and $200 worth of GPPs with their opponents in my lineup. Because in the GPPs, I want something unlikely. Everybody is going to have RNG in the GPPs. Yep. I could easily take RNG in the GPPs, have all the right teams, and still just not even cash because 90% of the field is on the same two teams. So play a team in the GPPs that can win. Here's a little a little a little sneaky info for you guys since nobody watches our podcast anyway. (laughs) So you can tell what teams I'm playing. If you just look at what I'm playing, some nights you'll see me in $2,000 worth of heads ups. Some nights you'll see me in no heads ups and $2,000 worth three mans. Some days you'll see me in no three mans, no heads ups and all the GPPs. You can tell who I like entirely by what I'm entered in. Yep. If I'm only entered in the GPPs, I probably got an underdog in there that I'm feeling. Yep. You know, so that it's really important to tailor your entries to who you like. Don't just be playing double ups with with V5 in your lineup. It's terrible, but you we, can still play V5. Just play the right tournaments with V5. Say we can we can we could talk off air about this, but I I, I have a, an interesting theory about when does the turnaround happen where everyone is so hip to GPPs that everyone's playing underdogs in the right place to play the favorites. <laughs> yeah, that's Probably. next level. That's level two shit. All right, we'll, 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 that's a different thing. Let's play through the rest of this. Uh, okay, top yeah, sports, yeah. minus 263 versus Billy Billy, plus 172. Uh, the top sports, minus 1.5 is at plus 142. So, who are you saying? Top. Why? I just don't do BLGs anymore, sorry. What? You sound so ashamed, Calvin. Sorry, guys. I just don't think. Sorry, guys. I didn't watch any of the games this week. I know they just they lost. O two, right? Uh, they lost. I will find this momentarily. So I feel like every time GOP GOP has like always plays them well. Got it. Billy Billy, some team that won the world championship a couple days ago. Billy Billy beat Invictus two to one, lost to Fun Plus O two, lost to EDG one two, lost to oh my god this schedule, lost to RNG one two, lost to Team WE one two. God, that's dude. They played 
literally the top four. They played four of the top teams. Yeah, back I've been to talking back to about back this to back. In, in weekend and review for a few weeks now is like they were in a sweet spot to make playoffs, but they had by far the toughest schedule you could have. Basically. So they had to steal. Now they did do their job and steal a game against one of these teams. They beat Invictus. Well, they lost to WE. They needed to beat WE yeah. and then steal a game, and they didn't beat WE. And they didn't beat WE, so they basically just broke even by beating Invictus. God, that's got to be the shittiest feeling. Yep. Breaking so even. By... So, just a so top. Top are playing for number two and to avoid number four. So top could potentially get a bye to the semifinals. Uh, they're fighting against Invictus and sort of against RNG. Oh, RNG could win and they could both lose, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, no, that could happen. IG plays EDG. So... Top are still playing for something if they care about getting a semifinal bye. If they don't think that Invictus is going to lose to EDG, this is not how these teams think. I'm just going to stop going down this road right now. It's stupid. So you're right. That's not it. it it's it's not it's not how these teams think. We can we can sit here and try to pretend that they do, but they don't. So top sports, Billy 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 in a must win situation did just kind of write the ship beating IG. IG have not locked anything yet besides a playoff seed and a actually tops Invictus could technically drop to four. I think. Yeah. They could drop to four. If they lose out, cause they have two series. If they somehow lose out, they could drop to four. No, so they only have one left, right? <laughs> no, they have two. They play 15 total and they're 10. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So, so this is their last one. Yeah, and RNG played their last one this series, so or this morning. So, so the only way they drop is if Top wins two zero and they lose two zero. <coughs> yeah. No wait. No, that's right. If that's they right. if they if they lose and Top wins, it doesn't matter what the scores were. Oh, that's true. That's true. I didn't. But I didn't other than that, yeah, I don't think they can go. Nine. Yeah, we got. Yeah, it. they we can't got, go worse than third. So, um, really. I don't know. If so they beat EDG, they're second. If, if they don't beat EDG, they're probably third. Is with with that in in effect or with that under consideration and Billy Billy's Billy Billy are literally in must win territory. Like they have to win now. Like they literally have to win this game, and even then they might not. Uh, no. If they win, because they have a good enough game differential, if they win this, oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're probably they're going to be good. in. If they win, they got to beat top. Regardless of whether it's two zero or two one, they 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 have. If they win, I think they're in. Right, because one of these teams, JDG and WE, one of them's got to lose, right? Yeah. So, Billy Billy in a must-win situation, top sports in a situation where it matters, but maybe not as much. How much better is we? Literally last week we had Billy Billy as the sixth best team and like the first team in the tier below the top five teams in the LPL. Do we still think that just because they've had a rough run? I definitely think that. I definitely think that too, and I think it's this is exactly the kind of spot I love betting a team that is just played a tough part of their schedule. Now, top sports is included for those that Billy Billy's literally about to play the top five teams in a row. Like that's been their schedule. Like they played the other four, and now they have to play top sports. Right? Yeah. They've literally played the top five teams back to back to back to back to back to back, like in a row. I actually think they can win this game. Outright. 
I think Top Sports is the most overrated team in the LPL and still better than BLG. But there's a lot to play. There's a lot to play for here. They're coming in off a win against IG. I I think BLG can definitely win this. I don't know that they're not a favorite, but I think they could definitely win this. It's funny. I would have told you Fun Plus is the most overrated team in the LPL, but they just keep <laughs> they just Bruce keep bannering, it. and they're they're the juggernaut, bitch. Like they just keep running through walls. Team, like Who? I don't think they're a team that's going to perform well in the playoffs. <laughs> FPX. Who Fun Plus? Oh, Billy I think Billy? the playoffs. I think the playoffs is going to be bad for Fun Plus. Like the format of going up and going up in games, playing against the top teams and playing larger series. Yeah, I think yeah. is bad for FPX. <clears throat> Possibly, but I, so do you still think? I mean, they're still pretty clear cut top five, and then Billy Billy slash whoever. Oh yeah, they're definitely yeah. like a top three regular season team, one hundred percent FPX. So, but they're they're the kind of team that smashes bad teams, but will struggle more with better teams. In that's my true. Royals always been the opposite for me. They're a team that beats good teams, and they just punch and just it. and Roy- IG sometimes too. Dude, Royal are the Pittsburgh Steelers of League of Legends. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like they literally, <laughs> not even the home road split thing. Like they'll just punt them off for no reason against terrible teams. They play down to their down competition to it, so bad. Yeah, when it comes down to it, Royals always been very good. Okay, but they'll lose some the mysterious ones. Go Calvin, ahead. top sports, Billy Billy. I love the Billy Billy money line. You're on top sports? Yeah, I swear. I'm going to play, play in TOP and GFS, but probably not going to bet it. Or actually, I'm just going to bet the 2 0. 142 is good. Plus 142 is good. So, I'm going to be on Billy Billy. Gonna not for much. My, I'm going to switch that to my line for the week. I yeah? Think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I kind of changed my mind about. Wow. What we're going to talk about later. So. so let me put it down. So you're on. Top sports minus one point one point five. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I started doing the math and never finished it. So, we'll, <laughs> uh, when we're reviewing picks of the week, maybe I can do it real quick while you guys are reading it. Uh, anyway, uh, the other match on Saturday is another good one. Uh, Invictus minus two seventy eight versus EDG plus one eighty four. The Invictus two zero is at plus one fourteen. Uh, EDG right. have locked playoffs. And with a two to one would actually surpass Royal for the number four, but the number four the number four does matter that we get a quarterfinal seed. So specifically with a two O, EDG could surpass Royal. Otherwise it's whatever. Yeah. So in other words, if they lose, I mean, you could you can make the argument that if they lose game one, then they're just going to get two would because they have nothing to play for at that point. And but I, again, like I don't think teams necessarily show up with that kind of mentality. Yeah, this is some popcorn game for me, though. Yeah, I don't think I, I'm going to bet this one. I'm going to enjoy this one. I, I agree. If I'm going to bet this, I actually like the ADG money line, but I'm not going to bet it. I, both because, these teams have too many weird things they could be doing this week. Too many weird mindsets they could be in. Yeah, I I, I, I agree. But I also think they're both two really good teams. So I'm I mean I'm really intrigued by this match because the other thing is like it's always well, interesting to me. Should be even money then. If- I, I I don't because I think this is. All right, let me put it this way. This is a case where I think 
if you're like a model better or like a system better, it's EDG here, like hands down, like it's not close. Yeah, because like even if you think Invictus are the best team in China, like they're not minus two seventy eight better than EDG. Because I think both these teams are in that top. I think that top five. It used to be like clear cut to me that IG was better than everyone, or like RNG and IG were better than everyone. Now it's kind of like, I think Top Sports and Fun Plus are a tad overrated, and I think RNG and Invictus and EDG are a tad underrated. But I think it's all like pretty close. Like they're all to me, they're all in that tier together, and they all have their goods, their their pluses and their minuses in that tier, like their pros and their cons, right? But they're all kind of like consistently in that top five, and I think that on. Um, it's it's not like a tier A and A plus. It's it's just a tier A in China for me. I don't know. I feel like Invictus feels a lot like the Golden State Warriors after their first championship. Like and that they're just like that, you know, that makes they sense. had like the the big season where they were going for the all time wins record, and then the next season they were just losing games here and there because they were like, we don't need to go out and crush everybody in the regular season anymore. Like we've established ourselves. Except we were world champions. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> except that they did that in the spring and then into the summer. But yeah, it's a whole calendar year is pretty tough to maintain. But that was that before level. they won the world championship. Yeah, I was gonna that say to, to maintain like, a whole year of that is pretty difficult. Uh, that was back when they were like, "We promise we're good. You have to believe us." And so, so they were just beating everybody. But now they're like relaxing because they won worlds. They don't need to prove anything to anybody anymore. They feel like the Warriors after they won their title to me. That's a good still point. the best team, but not trying as hard to just like, right. stop everybody. So maybe IG are like a plus, but the other four teams I actually think are a because. Even if you consider that the other two are trending down, I think EDG and RNG have bigger upside than those two teams do. So, like, if I was handicapping this game, it, it wouldn't be this far apart, just based on the situations. But, like, I, I don't know, I'm with John. Like, this game just has a weird feel to it, and I just want to watch it to see two good teams play against each other. Totally agree. Like... If if I'm betting this game, like I'm leaning EDG money line, but it's not or EDG plus one point five minus one sixty four is bettable. This could Gun be to my head series. would be EDG money line. Yeah, because I mean the value's there, and I I think this should pr- like really be like minus one seventy five probably. And you really might see IG come out here and do weird shit and just yeah. get beaten up. You you might see that. That's that's in the realm of possibility. I don't know. That it, I I agree. Popcorn game though. This is a good one. Uh, Sunday we have. Sooning minus one hundred four, Sun of Dragon minus one thirty seven. Sun of Dragon two zero is at plus two thirty three. Sooning nothing to play for. Sun of Dragon must win situation. Can Sooning meet even a semblance of their preseason potential? That's the only reason I'm all right with Sooning here. Normally, when it's somebody playing for nothing against somebody playing for something, I like that something. But for me, Sooning is playing for something. Because lots of people thought they were a top five team in the LPL. Yep. And they have been garbage. And so leaving the season on a positive note and spoiling somebody's playoff run, getting Sunning's name in people's mouths, you know, like, I think there's actually some, like, Sunning will feel like they're playing for something here. Kevin, what do you think on this? I would like to believe Sunning will win as well. Um, not just for the, I don't know. They, they have been looking real bad all year. But I think SDG is just overhyped. Um, I don't know what Sunny's going to do roster-wise or just how they're going to come out, but you know, like what John said, that Sunny's just like, like a high, high-tier high org in general. And I felt like I feel like they just lost the respect of their fans. Yep. And they just – I think they – because I feel like every time I see – something in the LPL, like an interview, saying, oh, I was saying sorry for this and that. But it's like, 
you know, I'm pretty sure the fans are tired of hearing that. So I, I'm almost positive that they're going to start their main starters. You know, you're going to see a hacker out there. You're going to see Maple, SMLZ, and they're going to go out and they're going to try to finish, you know, finish the season. And that's how, that's who they are. They're all vets. You know what I mean? So they played in their last match, they played Bubu top lane. And <laughs> what they play? They played Bubu, Weiwei, Angel, SMLZ, and Sword Art. So. Angel's played some games this season. He's only played, after this series, that makes seven games. He played his sixth and seventh game in this series. BBU played his first two games. Weiwei's actually... Like a fair bit. He's yeah, Weiwei Wei, Wei and, and Hacker have split like a one-third and two-thirds kind of situation. They would be doing better if they just never put Weiwei in the line, I in my opinion. I 100% agree with you. But this team is uh, weird, and they had a rough start. Uh, this team, to me, like... Kind of like Calvin was saying, like this team to me feels like they they're the classic team of like they were hyped going into the season. They're clearly like better than they've performed, but they've mailed it in a little bit. So it's like Calvin Thieves esque. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, you said that. So really, this comes down to we're gonna have to look at like who they start in this situation because I I kind of don't like. I would like to see them actually start the starters, not the subs. It's going to tell you their mentality. Who they're yeah. starting is going to tell you the yeah. mentality. If yeah. they send Hacker and, and Maple and them out there, you know they want to prove something in this last game. I'd agree. Yeah. Even if they end up doing, like, Jala, Hacker, and, like, Angel, like, that still means something yeah. to me. It, it, yeah. But if they put BBU out there, they're, they've clearly just mailed it in. And I don't think BBU. I mean, he was pretty good in the two games he played. Not like a total world burn or anything, but he was he was okay against Victory Five, but it's Victory Five, right? So I mean Victory Five and Sino Dragon are like sorta of comparable, so I don't know. This is a weird one to me. I'm not touching this game. It sucks because there's if you feel strongly one way or the other, there's value all over this. Like in either of the two O's, I could see that, but I I just can't get a feel for this game. I haven't done my research on it yet, but I just can't get a good feel for it right off the top. Any, anything from you guys or no? Just I'm I'm staying away from this one. You're muted. You're muted, John. Oh. Yeah, I think I'll stay away from this one as well. Uh, I don't think I'm going to bet it. It could go either way for me. Calvin, you like sooning here? No. Um, not comp. I lean there, but not comp enough to bet them because I mean we all know who sooning is. That's so. true. So I mean, yeah, it's maybe maybe if we see the starters come out and even so, say they release the starters and this line goes up to like you know minus one thirty. Do you actually feel better about that than what it is now? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I kind of do too. I think you would feel better. Yep, I, I'm the same way. And, and th- that with a bunch of veterans that are like scorned and like everyone's pissed at them. This is exactly the kind of situation where they play spoiler, right? Yeah, I agree. Uh. Yeah, so if Sooning play the normal starters, I like Sooning even if the line goes up a little bit. If they don't, I am no wager because I, I kind of like Sino Dragon, but not at that number. I don't know. This is a weird game. Uh, OMG, minus 161. What? Who <laughs> they play? Well, they play Vici Gaming, plus 111. I think we might, we might be disagreeing here. This almost could be my pick of the week. You're gonna pick of the week these two teams. You're I'm gonna God. I can almost pick of the week OMG minus one point five oh at plus one eighty seven. Listen, man, Icon and Jelly are way better than their counterparts on VG. Icon is is far better than anybody else in this game, I think. 
I think OMG is better at every position except for support. <sighs> Both these teams are so bad. I do think OMG is better, but is OMG minus one sixty one favorite against anybody, dude? Like seriously? I don't know if they're a minus one sixty one, but I think they might be a plus one eighty seven to win two zero. I mean, That's this, I this is this is this is the patented two bad teams pick a two zero situation. Mm-hmm. And Icon has played very well lately in their matches. I don't know if anybody's been watching, but Icon, Icon's very a well. Yeah. Icon should be on a better team, but the LPL. We should another game. opening topic for another week. We should put together a patchwork team of players who are playing really well on shit teams on shit and try teams. to create like an island of misfit toys Here team that can win the LPL. Good players. Icons, teams, Icons, Wuji. <laughs> Crown. Even... Oh wait. Oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, to, just come up with something there. so the 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 favorite here is wow. Actually, OMG the OMG two O is the actual favorite yep. in terms of the actual game splits. The uh, the Vici two O is plus two seventy. The the one the Vici two to one is plus two ninety eight. If hmm. over two point five games played is plus one oh one. Nah, not taking it. OMG wins two zero. Dude, I'm not touching this game. Yeah. Good for you that you are. You want to talk about some DFS bait? Get yourself in this game. I don't care who you take, but get yourself Pick in one. OMG versus Pick one. gaming. There could be fifty two kills terrible in this teams. Game. There could be fifty who are kills. Super in this aggressive game. playing for nothing. This game is going to be absurd. What are the odds? On, I wish there were odds on seeing a Teemo in this game. <laughs> I wish there were. Uh, so John's yeah, on OMG 2-0. Calvin? Mm, it's tough. Uh, I think OMG can win, but we talked to for a 2-0. Like, it's going to be Confiester, though, so I agree with that. Lean. I'm actually going to lean specifically under 2.5 at minus 145. Wow. That's under 2.5 maps, so that's either team to 2-0 at minus 145. I don't know if I'm going to bet that, but I'm just <laughs> <laughs> it just looked intriguing to me. Uh, last JDG, match. last match of the regular season. Very JD- good last match. Yeah, actually, it's a must-win for both of these teams, regardless of the results, I think, of the earlier games, yep, right? I think this could easily be a win-and-in. <laughs> So, I don't think it is a win in it automatically, but it very well could be. It's a like eighty percent to be a win in it, I think. So JDG minus one fifty four <laughs> against Team WE plus one hundred six. Uh, we'll talk about it more when we get to that segment, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll go on that more. But you, you, John, go ahead on this one because I like WE, man. I think they're going to close it out. JD Gaming has always sucked. They were overhyped. Not Imp sucks. WE is going to beat them. I've been saying it all season. JDG sucked. They got lucky and won a bunch of 2-1s in ridiculous situations. They're not making the playoffs. They're out. Imp retires. The team folds. They're not even a team anymore. (laughs) Imp retires or Imp goes to NA? (laughs) Oh, Imp goes to NA. No, Imp's Imp's more of an EU guy to me. No, Imp's going to KT. Oh! No, Imp will be the KT sub. Yeah, there we go. Swamp with Impulse Swamp with uh whole swap with for uh forgiven. No, it'll be Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be it'll be a Zwujin for Zwuji forgiven imp like <laughs> switch around. Yeah. Uh Calvin, what do you think on this one? 
I mean, dude, you know who I am. DWE, let's go. Daishang. Everybody yeah. thinks WE's thin, <laughs> baby. What about you, Jelani? I think both of these teams are overrated, but I think that it's so bizarre because I thought I thought both of these teams were overrated, and then both of these teams exceeded my expectations, but only recently. So to me, both of these teams are like in momentum the same, but constructed and play very different. Except JG, JDG just threw an important match. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm no, I'm not going to ignore that. That matters, but they just threw a, a, an automatic win, like into the playoffs. Here's win here's what I'll say. You guys are all very confident on WE. I actually love this pick as a better. I'm I'm not going to be as heavy on it as I think you guys are, like in terms of confidence and everything. But I do. I, I like WE. Like I'm like WE. Mostly because I think, like, why, why the hell is JDG minus 154? Right? Like, momentum-wise, it doesn't make sense. Stylistically, it doesn't make sense. The players aren't... I mean, JDG, I think, have better players. So maybe that's it. Like, overall, like, pound for pound. You think wrong. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that's an opinion. That's fair. No, I, that's all opinions. Like... Zoom's better than Paz. Zoom is better than Paz. Zoom is really good. I guess that's it. Zoom's good. Shang's better. ZA's I think... better. Mystic's better. I actually kind of like Flawless, but... All right, so... Yeah, I don't know. I, I could go on about this, but, like... So, no, JDG have bad. overperformed my expectations, which is weird because I've been preaching that they're overrated because they've gotten lucky all season. But the past, like, two weeks, I thought they've looked really good until their last match. That kind of inconsistency makes me think that it was just, like, a flash in the pan... And that they're actually what I thought they were at the beginning of the season. And Team WE have just overperformed and consistently overperformed. So I do like WE here. I think this should this game to me should literally be even money. Like this should just be. I would hundred percent put it straight even money. Yeah, and this is Minus a win and in. Every, every, yeah, this is a win and in for both teams. Uh, I would if 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 I had to pick a game at even money. If I had to pick a, a team, it'd be WE. So, W at plus 106 is going to be, like, light for me because that's a little bit of value. So, oh. <coughs> uh, anyway. all right, that's the W. Uh, that's the LPL. Um, we're going to skip the DFS rundown because we're running over time. So, oh, we did a bunch of DFS rundown anyway. So. Uh, playoffs in Europe. So, I'll, I'll read the opening lines and then we'll we'll go to what they're at now. So, it's interesting because EU playoffs is really exciting and NA playoffs suck. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. So, the the NA playoffs, it sucks because you're like, dude, none of these teams are going to do anything. Like, why do I care? <laughs> like, I don't want to watch this. It's shame because they finally released a sweet hype video, too. They okay. just put the finals straight to the finals. So. Fnatic opened at minus 334. I checked these lines last week, so these are a week old now. Uh, Fnatic minus 334, Vitality plus 120. It's now currently... Oh, I did these in the wrong order. Uh, we'll do it in We'll do it in the right order. So, Splice opened at minus 223 against SK Gaming plus 125. For tomorrow, it is Splice minus 196, SK plus 147. So, a little money coming in on SK. Um... Or an adjustment by the book, one or the other. Uh, thoughts on this one? Because I originally this was going to be my pick of the week of picking SK over Splice, but 
after looking, I actually, you know, watched a couple of uh, VODs and interviews and stuff like that on my time off. Um, I honestly think that Splice is just a way better team. So we saw SK play against Schalke, and we, I don't, I don't know if we praised it as much, but we kind of say that SK had a really good early game because of self-made. And yeah. that's trying to get crown shot ahead. But, you know, we saw Schalke basically, I think it's just a past few matches that SK has been falling early behind and somehow they mid, mid and late game they start coming back and winning. You know, you know, said Shaka is really I get the end of the season Shaka's been terrible so I really don't you know put two and two together. But when you're playing a team against like you know like Splice that has I think just everyone's better than lane for lane for the most part. I mean I don't like I really don't like they're, they're scared but I mean he's been playing out of his mind as well. So, Splice is obviously known for their mid to late game, and like, and I keep saying this: the early game is still good. Yeah, the early game is still good. So it's surprisingly SK, good. If SK is still trying to play that mid to late game, like they have been playing, I don't know if they've been practicing. They're trying to practice for Splice, but they would have known that anyways. But Splice clearly, just like I said, has a better over game plan. They neutralized SK, even though we thought SK was the better, like you know win condition against them, but I think Splice just overall, you know, has figured SK out, and then they're, they know, like, when to play and how to play, and, you know, I think Splice is just a cleaner team. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hop in before you hear, John. Yeah, uh, So, because I've got, like, a streaming consciousness going, I'm gonna just go with it. So, <laughs> to me, this is, like, if, if the odds were better, I'd be all over SK, and here's why. To me, these two teams both play the same way. And we kind of got reminded a little bit about this, like going into Worlds last year. It didn't necessarily pan out that way, but going into Worlds and the international tournaments, like in the middle of the year last year, we saw in metagames where in metagames where both teams are going late, it's more of a coin flip than people think, right? Yeah. <coughs> so if both teams are playing scaling compositions and both teams want to play that way and both teams are like, you know, reasonable to good at doing it, then I tend to take the underdog, especially if it's a big underdog, because I think it's closer to 50, 50 than the odds ever implicate. Right. Yeah. I want to think this is the case here. I really do, but I don't know if plus plus one forty seven is enough because I, I can't sincerely tell myself a story where, like, SK, like, actually win this series. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for us, the plus 1.5, like, if SK if, if SK were to win two games in this series, they're a favorite to win two games in this series. So, actually, it's not a favorite. So, the, the, the highest odds... Basically, what the books think, the books think this is going to be a three to one splice victory. That's the that's the biggest favorite on the board. Yeah, which I think is actually what the score is going to be. I think SK will win a coin flip in one of these games. Yep. The tough thing for me, I'm not going to bet this game at all. Yeah. Um, the hardest thing for me is splice has been one of the biggest cash cows in the entire world for me in the last like year and a half. Yep. I really like Splice. I like late game team fighting teams because no matter what the skill difference in the teams is, there's always some chance that it's going to go to 40 minutes or 35 minutes. 
And if you have a team that plays those kinds of comps a lot and plays that way well, then any time that it bleeds over into 35 minutes, they're going to get an advantage. I agree. So Splice has made me a lot of money. But the only place that Splice has lost me money is in the playoffs. They've been really exploitable in playoffs. They've they, A lot of times, especially last year, they draft shit that they should not be drafting in the playoffs. And you can tell that they had a couple weeks off and they thought to themselves, everybody thinks we're the late game team. We're going to come in here and take Callista and we're going to run them over. <laughs> yep. Except except they don't because they suck at it. And yep. that, they did that to me so badly last year. I can't remember who they were playing. If it, maybe it was G2. They played somebody. and I, They and just I they showed up as really a different team. Yeah. Them, and they showed up to try to play early game stomp you, and they were terrible, and they got crushed. I remember and liking so, a few of those drafts, being like, oh, this is a good wrinkle from them. And then, yeah, what you said, like, I realized, wait a minute, they, they can't do that. They, play. they should just take Vayne, and they should just take Azir or somebody and, and try to maybe get a couple kills early with some good team play and scale it up. That's what they should do every game. Zach in the jungle, man. Just put Zach in the jungle. Yeah. But they have seemed to be really exploitable in playoffs. And so I'm not going to bet it because I think Splice is the better team. Uh, but I think there's some reasonable chance that they just come screw it up. And it might not be as reasonable as plus 147 for SK Gaming. So I'm just going to avoid. Yeah, I'm I'm with you in that, like, this is a rare case where I actually think the book just got a, an actual playoff series exactly right. Yeah. Like, this is, like, just good enough where, like, I don't, I don't feel pulled in any direction. Splice three one or SK Gaming three zero is like <laughs> the, are the two most likely possibilities. Like if if Splice comes in with the plans they were coming in last playoffs, SK can three zero them. Dude, SK, it's I'm not gonna say SK three zero is the most likely. I don't even think it's, that's not even the second most likely. It's like the. I think it might be the third most likely. Seriously, splice three zero. Th- okay, be more if likely. if that's sincerely your logic, John, then you should be all over plus seven seventy nine <laughs> on the SK three zero. I might. I might take this. The I SK3-0. mean, put something on it. I'm sure. Like that's insane. If they came in with that game plan from last year, man. SK could wipe the floor with them if they come in with that. The kind other of thing plan. is, like, you should have learned from it. The other thing is, like. Teams tend to be stubborn more than they learn from the mistakes, for sure. It's true, 100. percent It's true. So I, I don't. I'm not ruling that out as as something that could happen. Uh, What's SK three one? SK to win three to one is plus four seventy eight. It's a big difference. I don't know if those numbers are good enough, but you, you might try a bet of SK three zero or SK three one. If just on the off chance that that Splice's plan is bad, you'll know in game one. If you have a chance to win, so in game one draft. If it, if they come in and they first pick Callista, then you can just walk over to the book and be like, "What are you going to offer me?" Like, how does that actually work? So, you got to buy me out of this ticket. It's too likely. So here we go. Uh, I mean, I'll just like briefly cover like the total maps played. Right, so under three and a half, plus two hundred four. Over three and a half. This is total games played. Over three and a half minus two ninety four. So that's like out of range. Under four and a half, which is a 3-1 for either side is minus 278. Over 4.5, which is a five-game series for either side, is plus 196. So either 3-0 is plus 204. I'm just not going to bet it. Yeah, I I, I actually I, I literally think this is like pretty damn close to exactly what I would put it at. Yeah, 
I think that, I think they did a good job with this matchup. It's gonna yeah. be I love watching it, but Cal, they were anything or are you just not touching this either? No, I wouldn't. I, 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 I was gonna touch SK, like I told you in the group chat. Yeah. Uh, after like that, I did a little bit more research and just watching. I, I, I got off of it. Yeah, it's it, it's one of those things where like my gut says SK just because these two teams are like stylistically similar, but like I thought about it and like watched their yeah. games together and it's like, yeah, I just can't. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so Saturday, Fnatic opened at minus three thirty four with uh Vitality plus two twenty, it's down to three thirteen. So not that much of a difference and Vitality plus two ten. I think Fnatic wins. I think Fnatic win here, but this is again like a system bet thing, which I don't I don't necessarily believe in system betting for league yet because I don't I don't think I think at I some point that's vitality, and I like vitality, but fanatic. Really dude, good. I I do love vitality, but fanatic look like they're in like full. Dude, you know fanatic look like what you said earlier the the not the hangover, but like the team that they're the Golden State Warriors, right? Yeah, go go do really really well and then bum around in the regular season and then when it's time it's time and or that's this is like new england patriots syndrome too right where it's like no any world imagine to yourself so i've talked before about like sometimes just try to imagine a scenario and see if it even seems realistic to you yeah imagine a scenario where the finals of eu is not g2 and fanatic after the storylines of the season g2 starts off crushing everybody they fall off at the end Fanatics, the underdog, they're doing terrible. Oh, that's a sweet run. Yep. It's Imagine classic. A scenario where they're not in the finals. Imagine where it's Origin against G2 in the finals. It's, it doesn't happen. It's always. Imagine G2 Origin that. versus, like, Vitality. That doesn't... <laughs> How unhype is Origin against Vitality? I mean, just Vitality's like a hype team to watch. I like Vitality, but. It's just not the I, I agree with you, though. G2 and Fnatic. If you believe in conspiracy theories, this is the lock of the century. Yeah, if you're a conspiracy theorist, lock in G2 Fanatic. Put the 100K to win 25K on this. Easy peasy, lock in whatever, like, you know, whatever. Like, if you believe in conspiracy theories in the Fanatic G2, like, Riot is rigging everything. Like, that's... uh, This, unfortunately, is... I mean, I'll go over a couple of the props just to kind of... They're getting it pretty close to right again, I think. Uh, I think again, yeah. Big yeah. of a favorite because there's a lot of juice here. If they made it Fnatic minus 250, Vitality plus 210, I think that's about right. Yeah, I actually th- there's nothing open right now for props. I got to wait until probably next week. Yeah, I think uh, EU in general is just a non bet for me. I'm just going to enjoy the shit out of it. Yeah. Really- yeah. It kind of sucks because I'm a degenerate and I want to go, but. <laughs> But I'm probably just going to watch these. Don't worry. NA has got you covered, boys. For real. Okay, speaking of NA, good transition. You were, yeah, good good work, John. Good work. Keeping us on track. Uh, so, NA, yeah. we have whew, FlyQuest minus 135 against Golden Guardians. FlyQuest favored against Golden Guardians. Golden Guardians plus 103. The FlyQuest minus 1.5 is at plus 150. I'm interested to see if this is going to be a controversial Matchup between us. So, same page here. I have no lean towards any of this, this game. Actually, it's it's too close to the game in my opinion. But I. So, I think I think Flyquest. I I think Flyquest should come out and win this Bait game. Bait me, Bait me. Uh, 
dude. You think Golden Guardians is going to win? Uh, it's me first. Uh, <laughs> this is another one that I think is like damn close to right. <laughs> this makes me want to do like this. <laughs> When I first saw this and I was like typing this out for this for the sheet for our show notes and everything, I literally my first thought, John, was what you said last week, like Betty from the office, right? <laughs> like just take the favorite, shut your mouth, take the exact three one, which is the favorite. Plus plus three oh three, by the way, which means the book has no 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 clue how this is gonna go. And I kind of agree, because like uh, do I do like this the 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 two bad teams argument and just bet either 3-0 here because I I can't come up with anything either way. My gut tells me Golden Guardians actually win this outright. Because Black is going to spank the Golden Guardians. <laughs> okay, all right, here we go. Here we go. All right, so okay, John is the <laughs> only one that I was waiting for the bait. So John John is the only one that feels particularly strongly about this, so I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna let him tee off on this one. So, so go okay, for I got it. I got some reasonable reasoning here too. So, FlyQuest, I think Golden Guardians is a one man show. If you go back and watch their games, Froggen must Thumbs go up. off. Froggen must go off for them to win, and Poe Belter is the king of losing gracefully. It was all he did on Team Liquid his whole life. You mean you mean League MVP? His whole job was to either slightly win or slightly lose his lane. It was like if he was going in for the kill, his team was like, "You don't fucking do that, Poe Belter." Like, oh, back off. It's like, okay, okay. Like his whole job is not to lose badly. That's all he's like. What he was known for, and this season he's been different a little bit, but his whole job. Was to was to not lose badly, yeah. And so this is a this is a great matchup where the only way the other team can win is for him to get dumpstered, and I don't think he's going to get dumpstered. Like Wild Turtle and JJ are better than Deftly and Olay. God, that uh, feels I shitty to say. Viper, it's true. Viper is better than Haunter this season. Somehow. I would have said Haunter. I would have said Haunter was going to crush Viper before this season, but Viper's better. I think Santorin is better than Contracts. The only advantage the Golden Guardians have is Froggen is better, but he has to go off. And I don't think he can do it against Poe Belter. I think Poe Belter is just going to be fine. I think and it's going to be that Froggen tries to carry and fail show. I think Golden Guardians, to some extent, like, I don't want to say they've been figured out, but, I mean, they've been figured out, right? Like, out. like, I will say Golden Guardians coach is well known for trying very weird, out there, bizarre things. I would. He's a guy I would actually consider a friend to some degree. I've talked to him a lot of times in Arrow. Yeah. Uh, and he is a guy who is – he's, like, willing to, like, pick Pantheon if, yeah. he, if he thinks that's how you're supposed to win the matchup. So I give them some faith because I think an Arrow is a smart guy, although I don't always agree with what he's doing. I think he's a guy that's willing to take risks to try to win a matchup. But I just don't think they have the firepower to win this one. I'll be, I'll be betting FlyQuest for sure. Wow. Probably okay. some degree of handicapping on them. Which so, is sad because they have no chance of winning the next round. But neither yeah. does the Guardians. Yeah. <laughs> so this is yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm gonna yield to you on this because I I don't feel particularly strongly either way. I, like I wanna say Golden Guardians, but that's like seventy percent my pre season thinking. And I know that that's not applicable right now. So 
I'm, I'm basically, like, looking at this, my gut's telling me one thing, and then I'm thinking in my head and using it, and I'm like, okay, that that's just not going to work. Like, I, I don't trust it. So, Cal, this was, like, a lean, was it lean fly quest for you? Yep. And I'm, like, lean Golden Guardians, and then John's, like, moderate oh, to man. heavy on fly quest, right? Yeah, that's about right. Okay. Uh, TSA, by the way, I, I think both, it all makes sense, so, like, that... This this match you could tell yourself a story either way I think but I, I'm kind of with John on this now that he's talking about it. Sunday TSM minus six sixty seven against Echo Fox plus four hundred four. Hey John, the worst yeah, team no. in NA got into the playoffs yeah, and now they're about to get three would for plus one twenty. Yeah, three <laughs> would I'll take that. I'll, I would seriously take that though. That's real. That's the odd, and that and I will bet. Oh, so actually, you know, that was the dumpster echo. Fox. Hacks. Check your books for this because most books are smart, but this one, for whatever reason, it, this is again computer stuff. TSM minus two point five is actually plus one forty six, which is literally the TSM three O, which says. Oh, they they, did, they made the classic like these yeah. are the same. Exactly. So plus one forty six is like obscene for what I actually think is the most likely outcome in this series. Yeah, smash the TSM three yeah. zero. I'm, yeah. I'm. If they lose the game, it's some weird cheese strategy. And it'll be three one. It'll be an upset. And what you can do is actually hedge for yourself. So you can go heavy on the three zero, and then like, I mean, if you want to be super exposed, this is that's risky. By the way. Going 3-0 and 3-1, and they just, like, don't show up that day, you're liable for a lot of money. But I, this is it. I'm, I'm willing to put a risk in because I, I think TSM are cut above the rest of the league. And I know you're – I'm higher on Echo Fox than you are, John, and I'm still with you on this, which yeah, should this say something to people. This is not a matchup. I also think Echo Fox just like I don't want to say they caught lightning in a bottle, but they they got hot and they're gonna have a week to cool down, and TSM's gonna have a week to game plan for just them. Which and TSM's a smarter team; they're just better at TSM's everything just better in every aspect. Yeah. Like I'm actually probably gonna do both. I'm probably gonna do like I might do like a two two split here, or like a three three split. That way, I'm like like hedged basically, because if they punt a game, then I'm cool with it. Because yeah. plus one forty six plus one ninety four is like good, like I'm I'm good either way. It's plus odds either way. So, uh, uh actually, I would I would lean heavier on the three zero because that's not I'm not netting anything that way. I probably go I probably go th- I probably go like two and a half one and a half two and a half on the three zero one and a half on the three one is like a like a hedge because I'm a wimp. I'm a wimp and I can't live with just putting three on the three zero like a ballsy person <laughs> John's in on that I know that um, I didn't take any notes for the LMS uh, but it's the same note last week we have uh, because I misread the schedule last week we have Mad Team and Flash Wolves basically playing for the number one seed on Sunday in the last match of the regular season that's must watch TV currently um, well not Sunday I think it's Saturday it is Sunday, I believe. I'll check for you real quick. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Oh no, it's t- no. It, it. I think it's Saturday. It, odds are starting up yet. Um, two best teams in the LMS playing. Uh, last I looked at it, Flash Wolves were fairly heavy favorites, which I think they were like minus two 
something, 227 or something like that. Interesting uh, series to watch. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. I'm mixing it up. Uh, we also have Turkish playoffs starting this this week. I know you guys haven't kept up with Turkey that much this year, but I just figured I'd read these down um, and just give people a thing. I'm not going to be betting any of these, I don't think. Uh, Royals minus Royal Youth is minus 667 against Dark Passage. The, the 3 0 is at minus 106. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, unfortunately for these teams, the winner plays super massive. So I kind of actually like Dark Passage because Royal might be like, oh, we're not winning the next series anyway. Yeah. Really, <laughs> really good. <laughs> um, Team Aurora is uh, minus 132 against uh, Galastaray. Yeah, whatever the fuck you say it. I just call it Galaxy. They're not Galaxy. Don't listen to that. Uh, uh, this team has a lot of like former EU players and stuff like that. They were actually like I kind of liked them before the season started. Uh, the winner of this, they're uh, they're minus one ten. Winner plays Fenerbahce. Supermassive and Fenerbahce both went like I think sixteen and two. They both went sixteen and two this season. No playoffs for Besiktas. A little surprising nope. there. A little yeah. surprising for me. I didn't I didn't think they were a favorite to win, but I thought we'd see. Them I thought they get in the playoffs for sure. I was with that. Uh, <clears throat> They did just no. They didn't even just miss really. So Supermassive and Fenerbahce are like a cut. You Royal, this is kind of like NA where you have two clear cut number one teams, and then Royals like kind of the next best team. Uh, Fenerbahce have had better metrics. Supermassive are probably the better team. So I don't. I, I haven't watched too much of Turkey. I just thought it was interesting. Uh, you know, it's playoffs, so I figured I'd bring it up. Anything else from any other leagues? Challenger stuff? Uh, any picks for, like, Challenger and NA? C9 Academy should win Challenger and NA no problem whatsoever. So if you can get any sort of decent odds on them to win the league, like if you can get futures or something on them, definitely yeah. do it. Yeah. C9 Academy is going to crush everybody. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think you're going to get reasonable odds anywhere, but if you can... Yeah, if you can it. somehow, if you're on some book I'm not on, then... Yeah, so... Uh, pick of the week. Last week, I moved to five and zero. Oh, just saying. Uh, this I had, man, what a guy! I'll uh, <laughs> I said I was gonna do the 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 math for it. I didn't, but what I will do is I'll put it in the show notes because I'll do it after this show and I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, I had Sandbox minus one point five against plus one forty or at plus one forty six against Hanwha Life. That hit. That was Sunday morning. John had LGD plus 168 against Sino Dragon. I love that bet, and I tailed you on it. Unfortunately, it didn't hit. Uh, Chris had Golden Guardians at plus 130 against FlyQuest. That hit. That did hit. Uh, Calvin had Victory 5. Oh, you joined join, join the club, brother. Let's go. Bring it in for the real thing. Bring it in for the real thing. The water is warm. Let's go. So... There was so good game one. I was like, I oh, know it was so man. sad. I was, I woke up from like I was sleeping. I woke up and I hear V5. But I'm like, oh, let's go, dude. Just got dumped on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Classic on the season, I, I will I will calculate the actual uh, like I'm what I'm gonna do is John had a good idea to actually like calculate like for tailing each of us like what you'd have on the season. I'll actually probably do a whole a whole show tally too. Uh, for now, I, I, I'm gonna I'll put that in the show notes. But for now, uh, I'm five and zero on the year. John is two and three. Chris is three and two. Calvin is zero and five. You know, 
Not that this is the best measure of betting, but just a fun kind of tally for us, right? Just like a fun way to, you What's know. What's Chris again? Chris is three and two. Yes. Yeah, Chris man. is three in a row. Chris has won he's three in a, a row. He's got a man's got to speak up. This yeah. man knows what he's doing. Chris at King Zone. Don't listen to me. Chris at King Zone, uh, CLG, and Golden Guardians last three weeks. So he's kind of on a roll. And I'm the opposite. I started two zero, and I'm on a I'm on a losing streak here. Yeah, you, Calvin, you and John, you and Calvin are picking really like right, significantly heavier like favorites. My, the, my pick. I'm gonna say this again, dude. They try to fuck me over. They're so close <laughs> to just doing like just, just winning, and then they just like I don't think they game. They fuck me over. True. True. All right, so listen, we're gonna go pick of the week this week. Uh, I'm gonna have you guys run it down because I have to actually pick one still. So, John, go over your pick of the week and why. LGD plus 106 tonight against Snake. Uh, the long and short of it is just Snake's not very good, and LGD has been pretty darn good recently. Just in the last, like, three or four, uh, two or three weeks, they've been really good. They look like a playoff team the last two or three weeks, so I don't think they should be an underdog to Snake for sure. Uh, I think I had TOP, 2-0, PLG, uh, plus 140. Sorry, I don't have it up, but it's like 140-145. Um, like I said before, I think it's just BLG had had a rough stretch, and I, I, as a competitor myself, I feel like, I mean, they do have the tools and uh, coaching staff, but men- mentally, I feel like it's just it's it's straining to go against all those tough teams. You know what I mean? And obviously, they can. It's because it's not like it's not like they're like facing a shitty team and prepping up for a good team the next week. You know, they they're phys- like they have to prep up hardcore week by week. To play and beat this team, you know what I mean. And TOP, you know, you've seen them that two or three games skid, but then they came, came back strong. And TOP still has something to play for. And I think overall, TOP as a team, you know, their early game aggression is going to overweight BLG. So, all right, uh, Chris had uh, before we started the podcast. By the way, Chris put this in this afternoon. Chris also <laughs> loved Team WE plus one six against JDG, which I think. Uh, we all liked in differing degrees. Chris left a note for this. He said, I like taking easy layups. This feels like an easy layup. <laughs> so Chris is all over WE. Alright, I'm being I'm being goaded here a little bit. Alright, so this is spur of the moment. I have two I have two. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick one. The less the less entertaining one. So you're going to pick the Vitality over Fnatic? No, no, no. Uh, I'm going to go with Sandbox minus one and a half at plus 108 against Gen.G. I think Sandbox is going to 2-0. I, I, think, I don't think Gen.G is bad, but I think Sandbox are the kind of team that smash. I think the other, the other one I was considering just like on the spot was the exact TSM 3-0 at plus 146, which John wanted me to take. He's basically calling me a pussy for not taking it. <laughs> In the best one in spreadsheet language, so to speak. I really should have taken it. So how about that? Yo, you want? Are we? How about the? Th- are the three of us in on that? Yeah, we'll do I'm, that. I'm we'll do that, that as a bonus pick for the cast. How about that? Okay. Cast bonus pick TSM to three zero at plus one forty six. That seems good to me. I wish I could take TSM to ten zero. I wish they were. <laughs> I wish they were playing best. I don't of they're that good, dude. <laughs> TSM's not that good, but Echo Fox is the worst team in the worst region. Dude, you really hate Echo. I'm on TSM 3-0, and I don't hate Echo Fox as much as you. All right. Uh, Calvin, what's going on besides your mobility outside of League of Legends? What have you been up to this week? 
to it. Like I said, I've just been taking time off. Uh, I had a stressful week, super stressful week. I honestly didn't talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like, was not on social media. Was like not texting my friends. Like maybe a couple, but like I just needed a whole week off, just mentally, just from just a lot of things. You know, I'll go to work and stuff. But the past couple of days, I've been feeling a lot better. You know, mentally wise. I'm not saying I'm refreshed, but like I'm starting to feel myself more, starting to laugh more. So just taking care of myself. So I'll I'll be back full force. You know, MLB started today. I was so happy. So, you said it last week. Take care of yourself. <sighs> Take care of yourself. That's Take that's, care of um, yourself. Yep. That's right. John, what's up with you, man? Well, I'll say I got to back up uh, Gelati from a couple weeks ago. Uh, I started watching Billions upon Gelati's recommendation, and the same thing I said to Gelati earlier was. If you get through the very first episode and watch the last scene of the last episode, and you aren't in on billions, it's not a major spoiler or anything. It's not a big, huge thing. It's just something that when you get to that scene, if you're an educated viewer, you should be saying to yourself, "Okay, these guys have made a show here." Yep. And so, 100. percent I'm only a couple episodes in, but the show's been great. I'll back Gelati up on that one. They, they throw it out, and they really. <laughs> yeah, it's been very good. <laughs> uh. I'm actually going to do – I know I keep doing TV shows, Mads. I'm going to do two things here. Uh, one, a music recommendation. Uh, I'm a big music guy. I actually went to music school. Uh, I'm a big music guy, big music listener. I've actually written – you know, I used to do like an annual best album, like prog and metal stuff mostly. Uh, if you're not listening – The Deer Hunter is one of the best bands. I've been on a kick for them in the last, few, you know, the last like, couple weeks. I love them. They're great. Highly recommend. Uh, it's like kind of headsy, like prog rock kind of stuff. So if that's not for you, then, you know, I would still say try it out. That's number one. Uh, number two is we were talking briefly about this before the tournament. Uh, Magic the Gathering is having their Mythic Invitational, which is the first big tournament. And actually, it's actually literally the biggest cash payout for a Magic tournament in history. And they're doing it via. They're doing it at PAX East, which a lot of you guys would know about. It's PAX East, big gaming convention. Uh, and they're doing an invitational that in it's it has uh, streamers, personalities, and a lot of Hall of Famers and professional players. The format for this tournament is best. It's three separate best of ones, and. For those of you that don't know, Magic is a super high variance game, like kind of like poker, where the best player doesn't always win. Like the best players of all time have like a 60% win rate. You can get odds on some of these people at, you know, plus 150 or better for some of the underdogs. I would say snap that off in a second. It's not that hard for what they're playing to steal games. And it can definitely happen. Today, there were 25 matches played. 13 non-pros there were 13 non-pro victories in that match there was one match that was two two non-pros against each other so the uh, the underdog won I think 11 of the matches 11 of the 12 matches or no no it was less than that it was uh, it was like 6 of the 12 matches 13 non-pros won the pros are all heavily favored do the math take anything that's like plus 110 or better that's an extra free bonus pick Kind of like Calvin's basketball pick. How's Auburn doing, by the way, Cal? Clutch, bro. I need Auburn <laughs> to beat. No, I need Auburn to beat UNC. If, if Auburn beats UNC tomorrow, 
then every league I'm in, I'm coming in first place because everyone had UNC going deep and they had Auburn leaving early. And a bunch of other teams that like got cut early. Tennessee lost to Nitros now, so they messed up a lot of people. Spoilers! I know, I know. So you, if Auburn <laughs> wins tomorrow, like tomorrow's like the biggest day, and like if Auburn wins, dude, yeah. I'm just gonna get so trash. <laughs> <laughs> The biggest okay. game of my life is tomorrow. I honestly, I think I'll be you know, close to like fifteen hundred tomorrow if if Auburn wins. Like, Boom. Yeah, guaranteed. Like I said, if Auburn can win out, and especially being USC, dude, it's an easy fifteen hundred in my pocket. Kaboom! So. Calvin says go Auburn. John says watch billions. I say bet the underdogs in the Mythic Invitational because it's an underdog pro pro underdog format, kind of like group stage for worlds. That went somehow longer because we bullshitted a lot. (laughs) We'll see you all next week. See you next week. Everybody have a good night and uh, good luck this weekend. The Gold Card Podcast opening theme is Clouds by Harvey and the Hendersons. The closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by the Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode.